Hey there, everybody, and welcome to episode two of uh, what do we got? What do we got here? We got Acme Podcasts Incorporated. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, how y'all doing? I'm Laser J, your host. With me, as always, is Kai. How you doing, Kai? I'm doing all right. I'm a loyal ho host, co co-host. co-host. I bet some of your friends would call you a ho host. Oh, oh, oh! Damn. Okay. All right. Sorry. Okay. No, no, no. Um, was, no, I, I deserve to get blasted for that Freudian slip. Well, we're coming at you. Well, I'm coming at you pre-recorded from America's Punchline, Tampa, Florida. And Kai is in the mysterious ether of the Internet. Mysterious ether of the Internet. Somewhere in the southern half of the United States. I'm pretty sure we mentioned you're in Texas. but Yeah, I'm in Texas. I'll cut this out I'll, if not. No, I'll, Texas is vague enough. It's a big place. Texas is a big Texas should really be its own fucking country. It's so big. It's huge. <laughs> Nobody realizes how big Texas is. Until they try driving through it. Until they try driving through it. Like, hey, you want to get to North Texas? Have fun driving seven hours. God almighty. <laughs> like, it's so big. Anyway. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Now that we've revealed where we're coming from, mm-hmm. uh, let's uh, just a quick recap of what this podcast is. Acme Podcast Inc. strives to bring you the finest in uh, spoken word entertainment on the topic of cartoons and animation as a whole. Possibly other, some other pop culture, but animation well, will be our focus. Yeah, and you know, we don't work in the animation industry. We never have worked in the animation industry, and we probably never will, unless I we get think, really lucky. Yeah, unless we get really lucky. I have always dreamed of being an amateur voice actor. You and me both, buddy. But, you know, oh well. Yeah. I can live Dream. with being a, a novelist. <laughs> I'm just happy to be employed, honestly. Fair. Uh, so yeah, uh, that that that's what we strive to do here at Acme Podcast Inc. We're two lay people talking about cartoons and animation and anime and mm-hmm. video games, and you know, we're just two nerds. Yeah, we're two I great don't, nerds. I don't like calling myself a nerd. I prefer dork or dingus. Mm, dingbat. Eh. Dingbat, nah. I always liked Dungus. Dungus is interesting. I've never heard that one before. Yeah, I always call people Dunguses. You Dungus. We're getting more into insult territory, though. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I, it's a, it's a form of affection. It's an affectionate term. Yeah, but but anyway. It, yeah, because I'm not really, you know, into brainy stuff, so I don't really call myself a nerd. But mm. I am a dork. I'm a huge dork. I mean, you're a big history buff. Uh, not really. <laughs> I uh, I Boy, took the wind out of your own sails. Yeah, uh, we got way off topic though. But uh, I mean, yeah, that's that's going to happen. Oh yeah, no, that's us. Uh, that's the energy we bring to your ears. Tangents and tangents yeah. from ta- sets tangents from said tangents. Yep. Much like the Amazon River and its many uh, tributaries. <laughs> 
Uh, well, that's our new slogan. Mm, good. I like it. Much like the Amazon River, our many tributaries will keep you quite entertained. Indeed. So anyway. Uh, we hope. Anyway, back to what I was trying to say is we talk about cartoons and we do in the format of, you know, we talk about our week a little bit first. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we've each watched a cartoon separately. Generally something, no, always something that the other one has seen, but not something that we've necessarily seen. New to us, not new to the other person. One of and us then, has at least, at least one of us has seen it. Yes, at least one of us has seen it. But by the time we get to actually recording, both of us have. Uh, and then the final segment is we've both watched the same thing. Yes. Uh, and you know what? Uh, here, here's a little uh, hint about what we saw this week. Team formation, Zeta. Bring it on. That's right, we watched Buzz Lightyear Star Command, Emperor's New Groove, and uh, the first half of season one of OKKO Let's Be Heroes. What a what a selection. Then again, last week was a, quite a I think it will always be quite the selection. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've already picked out what we're both watching next week. Oh, I'm looking forward to talking about that. Uh, but, you know, that's a conversation for... After the podcast. Yeah, that's anyway. that's an off mic to conversation. But anyway. So we're going to get into our weeks now. Do you want to go first or should I? Uh, I can go first. Uh, okay. So uh, uh, I w- specifically went out of my way to uh, watch. I was like, I really want to spotlight some short animation on here occasionally. Like indie short indie animations because there's a lot of good ones out there and uh, there was a period of my life where I just watched a bunch of them and I have them all like lying around bookmarked and on various playlists and likes and favorites and shit and I and I just went through and found uh some of my favorite ones and I might do this every once in a while but uh the first one I want to talk about is. The black, known the backwater gospel, by uh, Wickerworks. I don't know if you've seen this. I think I've heard of it. Yeah, but the backwater. Yeah, the backwater gospel. It to not to spoil it too much, but it's about it's like nine minutes, uh, nine minutes long, just about. And it's uh, the style is very cool. It everything looks like it's made out of like carved wood, and the lines are super hard, very mm. thick. Uh, it's a very interesting style and um the basic concept is that it's about it's like a it looks like a wild west style setting and there's a, a figure known as the undertaker and he's like a grim reaper figure he like has a, a suit and a tall hat and a long nose and he rides around on a little one one of those like old-timey bicycles he's, he's supposed to invoke the vision of a, a raven or a vulture or whatever okay and he essentially foretells ill omen and someone if he's around someone will die like if, oh. if, he, if he shows up somewhere people know that someone's about to die hmm. and he shows up to a town called backwater and nobody knows why he's there nobody knows who's going to die and it for 7 days he sits there 
everybody's wondering who is supposed to die. And they're driven insane by it. And I'm not going to spoil the ending, but it's... Don't watch this if you're very squeamish. (laughs) It's pretty gory. It's stylized gore, but it's it's still, still gore. It's very rough. It's it's a rough time. Mm. This is not for children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not for children. Uh, it's it's a very, it's it's one of my favorites. Highly highly recommend. They, there's even a, like some music at the end that they made specifically for it about the a song about the Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Very, very very good. Uh, nice. Let's see. The other one is it's a shorter one. This one's about three and a half minutes long. Uh, this one's called "There's a Man in the Woods." Have you seen this one? No. It's a it's a Cal Arts uh, student film. Okay. Uh, essentially, it's told in a sort of like it's told in a very rhythmic po- poem. There there is rhyming, but it's not. It doesn't always rhyme, but it's told with like a a measure. You know what I mean? Like a measure mm-hmm. like like how a poem would be. Mm-hmm. And the measure builds and builds and builds as the, the it goes along. And it's about uh, a teacher telling a story about how one little kid made up a story about there being a man out in the woods near the school. And the kids, their imagination's running wild about this man that doesn't exist in their the creations of their mind and the teacher trying to assuage their false fears because of this one kid and it builds up more and more to a very interesting it 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 takes a twist near the middle and i'm not again it's one of those ones i definitely don't want to spoil how it ends uh but highly recommend and the, the the style is uh, very, it's very smooth. The animation is, is is very smooth looking, and the what's the one I'm looking for? It looks like an old children's book. Okay. In its style, like something I would have read back in the day. All and, right. And it feels, and it starts off kind of like being told, like it's being told like an old storybook. Hmm. And the last one is uh, Double King. <laughs> Gonna head you over the past. I haven't even heard of this one. Double King by Mr. Felix Colgrave. I feel like I've heard that name, but I'm not uh, sure where. They they they've done some other animations. Okay. But Double King is boy. D- Double King is really hard to explain <laughs> because Double King is all visual. There's no dialogue in Double King. It's all visual jokes, and it's. At the, Those are some of my favorite. At the basic level, it's like about a weird creature who goes around killing other kings to get their crowns because he's obsessed with having crowns just for the sake of having them. Okay. And it's like just this wild and wacky, weird uh, world that he's created. And the comedy is very morbid sometimes but also genuinely hilarious like there's a bit where like uh the 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 the, the quote-unquote double king it, earlier on in one of the in the animation he like stole a tiny crown and put it on his finger 
<laughs> and like then he like he's like chasing after the cockatoo because it, it looks like it has a crown on. <laughs> and he's, he looks down at his finger and he's like, you have the crown and he cuts off his own <laughs> finger. <laughs> like, I'm not going to spoil anything else, but like, that's what that's sort of like, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's hilarious. I've watched it several times. All right. Hilarious. Uh, yeah, as for stuff that's not short, and I can probably talk about a little more. I, you, me, and two of my mutual, two of our mutual friends, uh, have been watching two shows that are semi-related because they're about super robots and and robot fights. Okay. Oh, Super Robot Wars. No, no, no. No. Uh, the first one is Gal Gygar. Oh, Gal Gygar. Uh, if any of you have any love for super robots, do yourself a favor and go watch Gal Gygar. <laughs> because Gal Gygar is quintessential super robot. Yeah, it... I don't necessarily think it wrote a lot of the rules about super robots, but it mm-hmm. certainly displayed some of them the best. Yeah, no, it, it it wasn't like it's not like a it's not like a Mazinger where it like it was the the the, the genre the it it didn't start the genre, but it is very yeah. much a I think it's a pillar, yeah, of the genre, like it stands out, mm. much like uh one of the other Brave series, uh, X Kaiser, mm. uh, very it's Obari as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> is what I like to call it. But we've uh, could you uh, mm-hmm. could you explain Obari? Oh, Obari. Uh, okay, I do you remember his full name. He's a a designer. Uh, hold on, I'm gonna look this up real quick. Uh, Masami Obari. He is a Japanese anime director uh, and mecha and character designer. Mm-hmm. And he worked on a lot of stuff. He's worked on a lot of stuff. He's worked on Bubble Come Crisis, uh, Angel Blade. Freaking uh, Gravion, Fatal. He worked on the one of the Fatal Fury movies. He he's done some Super Robot War stuff, and his style is very distinct. Like people say, like he he has a very particular way about drawing people. He's like people, some people say he's really bad at drawing people, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he's really good at drawing robots. He worked on okay. all the. He actually worked on all the Fatal Fury movies. Fuck. Okay. The, the animated ones. He worked on a lot of the Super Robot. Stuff. He also uh, very recently he actually, if you remember, um, oh, what's that fucking show called? Pop Team Epic. They did a crossover with Super Robot Wars, and Obari designed the robot for that. Oh, okay. Uh, freaking Dan Kuga. He worked on Tekken Man Blade, etc. Okay. He worked on a so- lot of stuff. He's done a lot. He's prolific. He's prolific. Yeah, and he worked on all the Brave series. So okay, and his the his way of doing super robot stuff is very distinct. So Obari as fuck is okay. Yeah, but yeah, uh, one of our mutual friends hasn't seen it. So and I hadn't seen it in years. Has never seen it before, and I hadn't watched it in a year. So we decided to start watching it together. Okay, and yeah, I, I love Gao Gagar. You've seen Go Gaga, right? Or I've seen parts of it. Okay, I was just—I didn't know if you had seen it at all. Yeah, yeah, no, I—I've seen 
I have. There's a sequel series to it, right? Uh, yeah, Gao Gagar Final. I think I have that on DVD. Yeah, which, which, which was a very weird thing because it was. Uh, this is a tangent, but it's it's related. But that series was supposed to connect it to another Sunrise series called Better Man. Oh, I think that's actually the one I have. Yeah, better. It was a. It was that's why. I mean, because it, it's done by Sunrise, and Obari also did the character and mecha designs for that show too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was con- it was supposed to, con- the t- to connect the two, and there was going to be like a, a crossover show with Better Man and Gao Gaigar, but it never came to fruition. Mm. Probably for the best. Okay. I like I like Better Man, but it's not the same tone. Okay. It's Gao Gagar. Gao Gagar Final has a very different tone compared to the original Gao Gagar. Okay. Unfortunately. Uh, just to... Okay, if none of you know anything about Gao Gagar, I will, I will say two phrases that are in this show, and if those sound anything... If those sound interesting to you in any way, go watch Gao Gagar. Number one, Broken Magnum is the name of one of the robot's attacks. Fuck. Oh. Okay. And then I'll, I'll say this one also, and with no context. Symmetrical docking. I I don't think these have a whole lot of impact mm-hmm. uh, out of context, dude. Symmetrical docking doesn't? And sure Broken Magnum. That? You sure symmetrical docking doesn't have any kind of impact? Sure about that? <laughs> to me, it doesn't. Do you know what? You know what? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna explain what docking is. That's, it's a penis thing. I know that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just making sure. I was like, are we just? Am I? All right. Yeah, but it, okay. this is robots, not penises. I know, but like, it's just that phrase. Symmetrical docking is funny. Okay. The other robot thing was uh, the original Gundam built fighters. Okay. Have you ever seen Gundam Build Fighters? Still haven't seen Build Fighters. Okay. If you if any of you don't like gun if any of you have an interest in Gundam but you're not like about the war being bad stuff and you just want to watch robots fight, go watch Gundam Build Fighters. What if like a million other anime? I mean but yeah, but Build Fighters is good. Yeah, Bill Tigers is good. Or you can watch G Gundam. G Gundam is Yeah, watch G Gundam. Everyone's not uh Yeah. Yeah. Everybody should just go but, watch G Gundam. Build fight. Everyone should watch G Gundam. Uh just to know what a Gundam series isn't supposed to be, but just how amazing it can be. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's not what it's supposed to be. Yeah, Build Fighters is like that too. But then go watch Emma uh Oit the Mess team to know how good a Gundam series can be when it's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, or uh, watch uh, Stardust Memory. Unicorn. Oh, I still haven't seen Unicorn. Unicorn, good. I I have this hang up that I've had for a while where I've seen like half of the original Mobile Suit Gundam. Mm-hmm. I've seen OHMS Team. I've seen War in the Pocket, and I've seen Stardust Memory. Hmm. Uh, but those the. Th- the latter three of those four that I just listed aren't really tied to the first one. They're, no, they're their own pocket stories. Uh, um, pocket? 
<laughs> hey, hey. Uh, anyway, uh, but the the next Gundam series that I can think of is Zeta and Double Zeta. Yeah, and those are, are directly tied to yeah, yeah. Uh, Amaro and Char. And yeah, they're not about Amaro and Char, but they're direct continuations of the original Mobile Suit Gundam. Yeah. They show up, don't they? Yeah, they do. But they're not yeah. the main characters, but they okay. are. Yeah, yeah. And then Char's counterattack is the thing that takes place after Double Zeta. That's where that lies. Okay, I wasn't sure where that took place. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then Unicorn happens. That's why I haven't seen Unicorn. Because uh, I want to finish the original Mobile Suit Gundam, but I don't remember what episode I was on because it was back when it was airing on Toonami. Oh. So it's been like 15 years. You know what you should do? <laughs> Just go read Gundam the Origin. <laughs> I, I've been thinking of doing that, but I really kind of just want to watch the anime. Yeah, but the that manga is so good. I know, but I want the original story. It's the same story, it's just told better. <laughs> I know, but I want the original so I can appreciate the better. Oh, alright. I mean, you've yeah. seen it, so you just, you know. Half of it. I've seen half of it. I don't know. I, I, I think And the- also, I was like... 11 or 12 that it's just that mobile suit gundam is rough yeah it really is it's old as balls yeah but yeah so i want to finish mobile suit gundam then watch zeta double zeta shars counter attack mm-hmm. and then unicorn fair anyway build fighters uh build fighters yeah sorry no 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 i mean it was it's all that was all related tangents so it's not like we we're all yeah. base and I was kind of talking a lot anyway, so... No, it was cool. Um, but, yeah, Build Fighters, for those who don't know what Build Fighters is, if you don't... Okay, Gunpla are the thing, are the model kits that they try to sell to you to based off of the mobile suits, the plastic model kits. Gunpla uh, stands for Gundam Plastic Model Kits? Yes. Gundam, yes. Or, or just Gundam Plastic, whichever. Gunpla are the model kits, and the idea of that show is... What if you you could? What if it was Yu-Gi-Oh? What if it was Yu-Gi-Oh or Beyblade or fucking Bakugan or insert that kind of show here? Yeah, and you use your gunpla to fight other people with their gunpla in robot fights, and your gunpla came to life. And it's super, it's super silly and has like almost no stakes. Yeah, it's I am beyond, um... beyond silly, and it's really fun. Yeah, the music kicks ass. I I can't comment on that. I haven't watched it. I haven't watched any of the Gundam Build series. Mm-hmm. But there's a mobile game that's a gotcha game that I played a little bit of, and I was just like, oh, this is. I like it more than FGO and Grand Blue and stuff like that, but Still it just runs so terribly on my phone. Mm, yeah. And then I played um uh Gundam Breaker. Oh, oh Gundam Breaker, yeah. On uh, the PlayStation 4. Mm. And uh that game would be a lot better if they took out all the really just annoying visual novel plot bullshit that happens between the Gundam fights. Hmm. 
and also made unlocking a little less random. That's like the exact opposite of like why I like FGO. It's like I I like FGO because it has a a story. You know, it's it, that's really funny to me. Well, I'm I'm not talking about FGO. No, no, no. I'm just it's yeah. a, it's a it's a you know it's because you said FGO was like that's just funny to me. But anyway, it's yeah. I'm sure it's 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 a, it's a different thing. Clearly, I just hate visual novels. Oh yeah, well that's totally a fair thing. Yeah, if you don't like visual novels, you're not gonna like FGO story or how it's told or any and of I... those or most of those games that have story because they're mobile games. They're kind of have to be that way. I also just kind of hate. Like, I like a lot of, like, Japanese storytelling, mm-hmm. but I hate the whole senpai kohai uh, high school bullshit mm. story. I hate the... the I mean, Yeah. To be, I, to be fair, senpai kohai is used also in the workplace by adults. Yeah, I know it is, but I, I just, I, I hate that dynamic. Because it's always, you know, yes, I am the senpai. Oh, senpai, please! It's just, I just, I, I don't enjoy it. It's small, cute girl who calls me senpai, and it's supposed to make me feel something, but it just makes me feel like, I want to fight my robots. What mean? I want to be a high schooler in a high school that's dedicated to making great Gundam model builders. Mm-hmm. Because that's the plot of the game. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. No, that um, sounds that sounds like a spinoff of Build Fighters. Yeah. I mean, it it it's build. It's the Build Fighters game. They probably just didn't Well, Build Fighters has been released in the US, right? Yeah, I mean, it's on the official... Gu- By the way, if you want to watch Build Fighters, it's on. go to Gundam.info, and you can watch it subbed officially on YouTube in HD. Okay. So easy to watch. Is it also on uh, Crunchyroll or Funimation or whatever? Uh, no. But, no? I mean, okay. it's, on, it's on YouTube, so like... It's on YouTube, yeah, I know, but... For free. Some people, yeah, some people just like to have consistency, you know, they... Yeah, they don't want to go to different places to watch different yeah. things. And yeah. also, like you, you, it's it's all free. And also, they have like subs for a bunch of other Gundam series on there too. Oh, yeah, fun. All right, so tell us about the series itself, and I'll shut up. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean it's yeah, it's this is all a related tangent. Uh, but Build Fighters itself is it's a lot of fun and. The the original and it spawned a bunch of other spinoff series of varying levels of quality. Some of them better, some of them worse. In fact, there's one a new one out right now that is running currently. Uh, Build divers arise. Uh, but build fighters is it's Yu-Gi-Oh or the other the Yu-Gi-Oh equivalents are very good. Like what you're gonna get. I think Beyblade is the best comparison. Yep. Yeah, Beyblade or yeah, because there's like a creation element to Beyblade. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you could argue making your deck, but yeah, it's it's more of a physical like. You know, I totally agree. You're right. The problem, the only reason I say that is Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, building your deck, but you never really see them doing that. I mean, some occasionally, but yeah, you're totally right. Okay, I'm most of the time. Most of the time, you don't. Most of the time, you don't. Yeah. Uh, I've only seen OG 
Yu-Gi-Oh. I haven't really watched GX or 5Ds or whatever. I love 5Ds. Well, I like the first couple of seasons of 5Ds. <laughs> 5Ds is the motorcycle one, right? Yeah, card games and motorcycles. All right, yeah. I have a friend who... She doesn't strike me... Like, I've never seen her talk good about an anime... Like, speak well of an anime... Mm-hmm. She really enjoys Yu-Gi-Oh! 5Ds for some reason. I just can't figure out why. Well, those first few seasons are really good. Okay. I mean, I'm not going to lie. They're one of the some of the better stuff in Yu-Gi-Oh! But only those first couple of seasons, because boy, does it go downhill real fast after that. Oh, boy. Yeah. And, or the latter half of GX is like that, too. Where like the, It's like the exact opposite, where the first half of GX is perfectly fine. But the latter half is like amazing. Mm-hmm. They do okay. a lot of a lot of crazy stuff at the latter half of GX. We'll watch that one day and then we can talk about it. I really just want to get to build fighters now. No, I mean there's not much else to, there's not too much else to say about build fighters. Oh, okay. It's 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 a it's a very basic in terms of what it's like just about two characters who are in a the Yu-Gi-Oh style tournament and they meet a bunch of other wacky characters who have their own custom mobile suits and there's like a bunch of hot blooded super robot stuff that happens and a lot of dumb silly Yu-Gi-Oh esque stuff that's kind of off the wall. It, it's it's just a fun series. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, and that's yeah. that's a, that's pretty much it for me. Okay. Um well then I'll I'll do mine. Uh I I don't have a lot to talk about this week because most of my week was taken up getting through the stuff I had to get through for this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, last week I told you like the morning we recorded the the morning of the day we recorded. I uh, I picked up a DVD at Walmart called Zombillennium. Yeah, I actually went and saw screenshots of that. And I remember seeing a trailer for it now, and I'm like, oh yeah, this looked cool. I need to watch it. Yeah, well, I watched it the next morning. Like, I woke up at, like, 7 in the morning, and I knew I was going to have to go out later that day and do stuff, and then I was just going to be editing. So I just watched it that morning. It was, like, an hour and a half, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I bought all the comics. <laughs> <laughs> so it was. I guess it was good, then. I Well, it oh. has, like, a 67 um, viewer rating on Rotten Tomatoes and like a 40 something critic rating. I mean Rotten Tomatoes isn't always right. It, it kind of deserves those. Mm. It has pacing issues. Mm. And um So in the movie the main character is a black man. Okay. But he turns into a demon. Oh. It, it's it, it's not so much that he turns into a demon because it he didn't turn to a demon because he's a black man or oh, no, I, because I he did that. something I, wrong. It's just yeah, the yeah, no, it, let a yeah, black character I, be black. Yeah, let a black character be black. It's like that yeah. trailer for that new Pixar movie. Yeah. That, um, that was such a bummer. Yeah. I still haven't seen it because I just heard it's a bummer. So I'm just, I'm just like, <gasps> nah. it's just a, and then it's just like, oh, this looks great. And then immediately like he turns into toothpaste, right? He turns into like a weird like wispy soul creature because the movie is yeah. called soul or so, and it's like why 
It's like they that. Could have made it about music. They could have made it about like Otis Redding or something like that, or it's an like, Otis Redding type. It's also like that movie, that other movie that it's a very, very doing it, but it's like got Will Smith in it. He's a spy, and he gets turned into a pigeon. I would have just watched a Will Smith spy movie. Yeah, an animated Will Smith. I would have just watched that. Why did you have to make the twist about him turning into a pigeon? <sighs> it's dumb. It really is. Anyway, Zombillennium. Anyway, Zombillennium came out 2017. Um, and it does that, but like it. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because in the comics, the main character isn't black. Mm. But they decided to, they changed. The, OK, I think the movie is actually a prequel to the comics. Oh, weird. Uh, I have no confirmation on that. I have no backing up on that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'll just spoil it. Um, there, the main character in the movie has a daughter named Lucy. Uh-huh. Uh, who's a, a little girl, like elementary school age. Mm. And then in the most recent version of... I mean, the most recent uh, issue of the comic, the main antagonist is a young black woman named Lucy. Hmm. So I don't know if it's just the comic creator taking a character from the movie and using the name again, because mm-hmm. almost everyone is named after like a demon or something like that. I mean, yeah, it's a pun. Like I get it. But yeah. It's like, um, not, so it's understandable why the, the thing, it might've just been like, Oh yeah, that makes, I might use that. You know? Yeah. So, but I'm not really sure they have completely different tones the comic and the movie. Um, the movie is, it's not rated, but it's, it doesn't have that like adult animation feel. Mm-hmm. It definitely it, it, looks different. Yeah. It, it just doesn't have that like, that uh, this is for adults, so it has to be edgy and blah. Sausage it, it, party. It, yeah, it doesn't have that feel at all. It it feels like it's definitely aiming more towards teenagers, mm-hmm. or like young being adults. Young adults, or uh, I could see it being a family movie, honestly. Hmm. But it it wouldn't be for every family. Yeah, it, a family with older children in it. Or no, I I would show this to an elementary school age kid, honestly. Really? Yeah, it's not that scary. I don't think there's anything all that objectionable in it. Hmm. Um, I just think, like, uh, the MPA ratings board is kind of, you know, mm-hmm. puritanical. Yeah. So they wouldn't allow it a G or PG rating, I don't think. No. Um, and I think you'd see a lot of, like, I'm trying to remember the word like um, concerned parents groups or PTA. the Catholic League or stuff yeah, like that. The people who are all about putting the fear of the devil into Dungeons and Dragons types. Yeah. Uh, there's a specific term for them. Yeah, I know what you mean. Whatever. Uh, those types of people would probably have issues with it just based on design and the topic matter. Mm hmm. But, like, the worst thing in this movie is uh, 
I think the worst word I heard is sexy. Huh. But I'm also I also tend to miss curse words because I'm just I've been cursing my entire life. Curse like a sailor. Yeah, I I'm just kind of like my parents both cursed heavily and mm-hmm. they had the uh mindset of as long as I'm not doing it in front of teachers or a rabbi or authority mm-hmm. figures go nuts. Hmm. Uh so I'm kind of numb. Like I, I I'm just oblivious to it. Like I other mean, people hear it and they're just like what? But it, yeah. I use fuck as a thinking word, so I feel it. <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. Um So basically the plot of the movie is uh I'm sorry. Uh So the oh god, what's his name in the movie? I think his name's Arthur in the movie. Arthur Sachs, that's his name. Hmm. Uh he's a uh he like makes sure everything is up to code. Mm-hmm. An inspector. That's what it is. He's ah. an inspector, like a codes inspector. Okay. Um and he has a daughter, he's a single dad, and he drops his kid off at a at a boarding school because he works for a living. No wife. Or his wife's dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's at a bar and he just gets angry. Oh, oh, his kid. Oh, on the, you know, whatever. He ends up at the amusement park Zombillennium. Hmm. And he ends up finding out the secret. Like he has a grudge against them. He's just like a petty guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he ends up finding out. Oh, these are real monsters. Oh, yeah, okay, gotcha. Like he he takes an he sneaks into an elevator and ends up in hell. Huh. The Literal elevator. Hell. <laughs> uh anyway, I he had ends up, to. Yeah, I know. He ends up in hell and he's he records a video on his phone and he's like, I'm I'm gonna tell the boards you're gonna get shut down and then the owner or the manager, general manager of the park, just like, no, bites him. Uh, the general manager is a vampire. Mm. Um, and it's interesting. Uh, they treat it like they don't know what he's going to turn into. There's a chance he could turn into a vampire, a werewolf, or a zombie. Mm. Like it's a catch-all, just like this bite doesn't turn into a vampire, it just transforms into a monster, period. Yeah, you're a mon- you got bit by a monster. You're going to turn into some sort of monster. Mhm. Makes sense. Uh, hmm? I mean, makes sense. Yeah, it might have just been uh for sake of ease cuz in the comic the way it happens is uh first uh Francis bites him, Francis the general manager, and then the head of HR, a werewolf bites him. Hmm. And then it's like they both keep biting him to try to switch him to cuz the they want <laughs> one of them wants a vampire, the other one wants a werewolf. So it's back and forth, and then there's just the shot of him like sitting there with like all these holes in his neck, and he's just like, <laughs> <laughs> "That's really good." Uh, yeah, and that's probably explains why he became a demon in the comic. Hmm. Uh, but in the movie, he just they think he's a zombie at first because. He just falls 
Like mm. they, they there's a they're trying to figure out what he is, so they drop him off a tower. Gah. And he, you know, werewolf would land on his feet. Vampire would turn into a bat. Zombie would just fall and live. He fell yeah. and lived. Okay. Uh, so they stuck him in like a haunted house. It, it's like a it's a roller coaster that goes into a haunted like a haunted house track ride. Oh, like a like haunted mansion. I guess I I've never been on anything like that. Mm. That's, um, the, that's the closest comparison I could think of. Okay. Um. So he gets stuck there, and he's like, "This is this show sucks. We can do better." And you know he improves it, but the vampires are uh, like not happy that they're improving it because they were the big attraction. And they're led by this Edward Cullen-looking motherfucker. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, the movie... A lot of the movie is just kind of making fun of... Uh, Twilight. The sexy, glitter-sweating vampires. I mean, it was the... I mean, no, that wasn't the time. This was two years ago. It was ago. late. It was probably in development at yeah. the time. Fair. Uh, but it came out 2017, man. I mean, it's like... The movie probably took like what, like three, maybe four years to make something like that. Yeah, um, something like that, probably. And to its credit, it's not really making fun of the like the fans of the vampires. Just the vampires. Yeah. And Francis, it, it's weird. The general manager, Francis, is like a genuinely good guy. He cares about his employees type, mm -hmm. uh, which is weird because he's. You know, he works a, for the devil. He's a manager. <laughs> yeah, also, he's a manager. <laughs> Same difference. <laughs> uh, anyway. Like the best, um, like the best jokes. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, I think the main... I think the, the main sexy vampire's name is like Thomas or something like that. I... It's been a week. I can't remember. Um, and I have all the comics in my head more than and oh, the the sexy vampires aren't in the comics. Yeah. Okay. So that's clearly that that movie was trying to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Got it. I think. I think a lot of the changes are studio inter or not stu production producer interference. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, it's a French animation, a French production, though. I was about to add, like this doesn't seem like a movie that would have gotten made here. Yeah, it it's French. Yeah, uh, that makes that makes way more sense. Something like that definitely would have gotten made in France. Yeah, well, the comic is French. Oh, cool. Uh, but it has English translations. Oh yeah, I, you can I get on uh, Comicsology. Oh, cool. I think I'll it's like ten bucks a pop, and there's four of them. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it's pretty good. I liked it. Um, there's a lot of good French comics out there that I need to read. Yeah. Ooh, Black Sad is French, right? Yeah, Black Sad. No, Brax Black Sad is um Spanish? It's Spanish, yeah. That's Spanish, yeah. It's I get a European comics mixed up because I'm reading translated. The other big French comic is freaking Tintin. Oh yeah, Tin well Tintin's ancient. I know, but like it's it's a big it's a French yeah, comic. It's a it's, big one. It's like one of the big French comics. The other French comic that I really want to read is freaking uh Witch. I haven't heard that one. There was a show based off of it that you might have heard about. 
w dot i dot i it's like a anagram type like which the cartoon there was a car and it's that cartoon is based off of a french comic okay uh it's like the french magical girl team it's, show? it's like yeah it's like a, they're like fairies and they defend the world from like ma- a magical world type they're okay basically, yeah they, I, I, oh winks winks no Club? Winx no. Club is a totally different thing. It's, it's but it was also, like on the same. It was on the same programming block, right? Yeah, it was. It's also French, so that's also where probably the confusion could come from. Okay. Winx Club is 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 similar, but it's not the same thing. Okay, but it's the same programming block. It was the same programming block. I okay, yeah, that but anyway. they're intrinsically tied in my head. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, I mean, they're very similar. They came around all at the same time. Both French. Anyway. Yeah. Um. And, you know, stuff happens. He manages to reconnect with his daughter. The highlight of the movie is, in my opinion, the character Gretchen. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, if you look at the poster, she's the purple-haired goth girl in the nine-inch nails tank top with the tattoos. Big titty goth girlfriend. Small titty ah. goth girlfriend. So, yes, goth girlfriend. Got yeah. It. I mean, goth girlfriend's still goth girlfriend. Yeah. Um, she does a, uh, she kind of starts out as a heel, like she's, uh, in the movie, she's the character that's supposed, she's an intern. That's same Uh, movie and comic. Uh, she's a witch. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, she has a a broom that has a skateboard, like, strapped onto, and she rides it like a skateboard. Sick. Yeah, it. It's neat. It they, they, there's a lot of cool imagery in the movie and the comic. I did say there was a skeleton character in it too. The skeleton character is pretty good. Um, in the comic, it heavily implies that he's the Grim Reaper. That's good. Uh, but in the movie, he's he explains who he is. He okay. So in both the movie and the comic, he lies about his truth, and it's usually like I died defending civil rights in this southern state in the sixties. Yeah, or some shit. Uh, usually, like I, I was a black man who got lynched or something. It's something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the movie, the reality is he was just a musician who sold his soul to the devil so he could live forever. Not live forever, but just make it. As a musician. Oh, yeah, like the, the whole like deal with the devil at the crossroads. Yeah, that thing. thing. That thing. No actual social rights stuff. Yeah. No civil civil rights. That's the word I'm thinking of. Um but he was but he's still what he's is he still was he actually a black man or did he lie about that too? They never say. Hmm. Because he's be, a skeleton. That would, be, that would be fucked up if he lied about yeah. being black. In the comics, it implies that he lied about being black. Wow. Wild. Yeah, but also in the comics, it heavily implies he's the Grim Reaper. Hmm. So he never was a person to begin with. Fair enough. Um, the skeleton, the skeleton's a lot better in the comics. Uh, I don't remember his name in the movie, but in the comics, his name's Sirius. Uh, what what I'm hearing is that the movie's good, but the comics are better. Yeah, basically. But I like them for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um... I think I like, how movie, I like how that looks for sure. Yeah, it, it has a good look. Um, I like the movie because it's like a happy ending. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I like happy endings. Yeah, me too. Uh, but the uh, the comic is the comic's not over. It hasn't ended yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not. Stuff gets good, like feels good for a little bit, but then there's a huge like shit hits the fan in the fourth mm. issue. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Um, in the movie, okay. So, both movie and comic, Gretchen's dad is the devil. Oh, or a devil. A devil, some yeah. form of powerful fiend. He's the devil who's who owns the uh, theme park behemoth. Hmm. Um, in the movie, they make him less evil kind of mm-hmm. than in the comics In the comics. He's just like this heartless, soulless devil. Yeah. A um, devil, like actual devil. Yeah. But at the end of uh, the movie, there's like this like funny sort of like uh so you're getting serious with this uh, Arthur guy kind of conversation between her and her mm. devil father. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have a lot else to say about the comic because I really don't want to spoil that. Oh yeah, no fair. Um, but the movie, there's this one really ham. F- I feel like a lot of the messages the movie have are uh, really ham fisted. Mm-hmm. And do you remember? There's one part. I'm sorry. Okay. There's one part that really reminds me of those old Don Bluth movies. Uh, which one? Just a bunch of the older ones. Oh, and just in general. Yeah. Okay. In that, there's one musical sequence, and it's a really bad song. Hmm. Like the Don Bluth. Outside of like uh Anastasia? No, outside of uh the first land before time. Mm-hmm. The the songs are all kinda and I like No Cats in America. Okay. Are you gonna shit on Once Upon a December on this podcast right now? Because I will defend that show I will defend that song to the death. Which one is that? That's that's the uh the one that Anastasia sings when she goes back to the castle. Once upon it's a not December. a great song. It's not a bad oh, song. Oh, oh, it's, not it's a great on. Song. It is on, brother. <sighs> All right. Well, I think we'll both agree that the song that they sing in Zombillennium okay, is that's, bad. We're, I'm, I'm just, yeah. We'll talk about when we talk about Anastasia, which is apparently you know, going to be soon. Now. I mean, you know, we'll talk about it eventually. Maybe not next time, yeah. but. I'm gonna I'm gonna have some words. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> about cuz I like like I, I I'll give you that the other songs are like they're like they're hit or miss like you either love them or you hate them but Once Upon a December is an objectively good song. Okay, I really don't remember it. Okay, that's fair. I just remember being underwhelmed by the songs in Anastasia even as a kid. The Dark of the Night is the other good song in that but you know, you don't Okay, whatever. But, and, and, um, anyway, Zombillennium. Yeah, uh, it's just uh, the whole sequence is bad, mm-hmm. but it's also kind of nice. Like, there's a really beautifully animated, like directed sequel. Not animated. It's a CG film. 
Really? Yeah, it's like that cell shaded. Oh yeah, I like. I really like. More films should do that because it's a nice look. Yeah, it does look nice, but there are moments where, like, there are moments where you can sort of like your it tricks you well enough into thinking it's flat, Hmm. and then there are moments where you just get, oh, that's bad CG. I mean, you know, this is not a giant production, so yeah. Um, not surprised. It's, just, it's the medium. It's the CG it's, medium. It's the CG medium. We're not. The CG medium is still being explored. I think. I think the CG medium is always going to be have this problem where something that looks good now, mm-hmm. five years later, it's going to look terrible. Hmm. I don't know. Not terrible, but it's just going to be like, oh, that looks old already. I think we're getting to the point where that won't happen anymore. But like, it's it's a lot like how old anim it's like old animation. It took like several decades, like two D yeah. animation, like really old two D animation is a lot like that too. That's it took, true. It took several decades before like stuff still looks good. <laughs> yeah, that that's true. Okay. Um. But anyway. And like I like the, the the problem with the musical sequence is it's like the turning point in the film, because mm. uh, it's the point where Arthur and Gretchen get on the same page. Okay, and it's literally like that song is the thing that does it, that gets them on the same page, because they're sort of at odds before that, because mm-hmm. she's like. She she doesn't. Th- she's with the vampires in that she thinks the zombies are kind of a waste of time, and it should just be the vampires in the park. Mm. Uh, but like that's the turning point for okay. her. Um, and then this musical number comes out of nowhere. It's okay. It's not even. It's not a like a musical number. It's not like a people singing to each other. Oh, so it's not a show tune. It's not a show tune. It's a concert scene. Oh. Well, that's different. Where the characters are... Uh, I'll I'll try to find it later. I'm sure mm-hmm. someone's uploaded it to YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can't do that for the listeners. Yeah, this is an audio-only podcast. Yeah. Um, But basically, it's like... I think like one... Every full moon, the park gets closed down and the monsters get to have a party that and the vampires create a VIP area for themselves. And uh, Arthur and his crew from the haunted house bust in and sort of, you know, wreck the the party. What? Wreck the party. Not wreck the party uh, because they get in there and uh, Gretchen and a couple of the vampires are like playing as a band mm-hmm. and then you just see uh arthur and i don't remember his character his i just can't remember his name in the movie i'm just gonna call him serious the skeleton mm-hmm. uh they come from backstage and it's established early in the movie arthur can play the guitar because he used to be in a band before his daughter was born mm. uh but like he had to give up the music life to get a job to you know keep his wife and kid fed and then the wife died and yeah yeah uh, he became all about the job mm-hmm. uh it's also 
I'll, I'll get to that. I, I want to focus on this right now. And it's like, you know, he comes out and he starts playing the guitar and she's like, yeah, fuck you. And he's like, I know. And they have like a dueling guitars moment. Mm. And then it goes into. Uh, just like this really cheesy, like everybody's get together saw like like stand together, you know, forget our differences. Mm. We're all people. We're all on the same side type song. OK. And like I like songs like that. They don't always work though. This one's just too cheesy and it's just <sighs> Sometimes it just doesn't work. Yeah. The character design in this movie is all good cuz a lot of it's just designed from the comics. Mhm. But then they create some, you know, original character designs and it's just all really good design. I I really there's a lot of good background characters. Mhm who don't say anything. It's just like a cool design in the background. Yeah, yeah. I feel you. I love movies that do that. Yeah. There's this one vampire who I really like the design because it's like gothic Lolita type design. Oh, okay. Uh, I can't find a picture of her anywhere on the internet because it's I wanted like, to show you. That that reminds me of a oh, freaking, it was um in Maji Ranger. The, this is a Super Sentai. In Maji Ranger, there were... um these two vampire girls who are like goth and like they fuse together into one vampire monster, mm. which was kind of cool. They were like twins. It, that's like, the, that's like my only frame of reference, but like, it's, it's a very, you know, it's similar. Yeah. I, I really, I really did like it. I, mm. I had problem. I have issues with it. It has pacing issues. Both the movie and the comic have serious pacing issues. Mm, yeah. They both feel rushed. Mm. I think neither really takes the time to set things up right. Mm -hmm. And they're like, there are things that feel like they should have been payoffs from an earlier scene that aren't. Mm. They're just there. Mm. Uh, that That's more the comic than the movie. Oh, okay. Uh, the movie just, it just, just goes too fast. fast. Yeah, it yeah. just goes too fast. Yeah. Um, like it, it needed like what an extra like fifteen minutes or something. Yeah. Sometimes it's always I I really hate that when a movie literally just needed like 10, 15 minutes extra and it would have been better. But no, I I think it needed more. I think it needed like another. Oh, it needed to be like two hours. Or something. Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. I think it was. Maybe, uh, give me a second. I'm going to find out how long it was. Okay. okay. It was an hour, 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. No, that it, it probably needed to be like an hour 40 or something. Yeah, because at least 15 of that is credits. Okay. So it needed to be like an hour, 40 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Or um, I Yeah, I really I understand why more animated movies aren't two hours long. Yeah. It's expensive as shit. It is. It but is. I really wish they could get there. Yeah, well, animation as a medium is not very respected in the West. No, no. I don't think it's super respected in the East either. It's different. Yeah. For sure. Like, it's respected, but also simultaneously not. Yeah. Um, 
So other than Zombillennium, uh, I've only got two other things to talk about. Uh, one's real short, so I'll just put that at the end. The other is uh, yesterday and today I've been playing uh, a Jedi Fallen Order, which is the new Star Wars game from uh, Respawn, I believe. Is it a good Star Wars game? Yes. Good. Um, because it's a good Star Wars game now. <laughs> it's been so long. Yeah, it really has. It could be way better. Mm-hmm. But, but it's real good. Mm-hmm. It's a Dark Souls game. Ooh. Okay, you, you have my attention. Yeah. Um, the only thing that... Okay. Here's my big gripes about it. Okay. I've been encountering a lot of uh, graphical bugs. Oh, yeah, that might be fixed with the day one pet or like a uh, like the first patch probably will fix stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. like it, it's like a lot of little like lighting bugs and uh, there's a uh, any texture flickering or anything like that texture flickering I've had. And the, the big one that's been the most annoying is the uh, the dub gets out of sync with the mouth animation. Ooh, that's no good. Like an old kung fu movie dub. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it doesn't even look like they properly lip sync. Sometimes it's just like flaps. Lip, lip flap like an old anime. <laughs> yeah, almost. Um, uh, good. That's my big issue. Okay. Uh, smaller issues are it would have been great if there was character creation. Oh, there's no character creation? You have to play like as an actual character? Yeah, you're just this ginger guy. Oh, that's. Oh. Yeah. Why? Man, I hate that. I want to play yeah. as a fucking um. I want to play as. Give me some races. I could see that being in a sequel. Yeah, I want to play as a fucking. Uh, what's Grievous's race? The Kalish. Yeah, those guys are cool. You're never gonna get that. I'm no, no I'm one, not. The races you'll get. You're gonna get Twi'lek. You'll get Twi'lek. You might get Wookie. Torgruta. Torgruta, you'll get. Uh, oh, uh, Zabrak or Iridonian. Yeah. They're the same, just oh. from different planets. The, what's it called? Freaking um, uh, the the witches, uh, the male with the. What, That's the Zabrak. Oh, Zabrak, okay. Zabrak slash Iridonian, like yeah. Darth Maul. Darth Maul, yeah, you'll get that. Yeah, Zabrak and Iridonians are what they're called. It they're the same species, but they're from different planets. Yeah, and then you'll get you might get the lizard guys, maybe maybe there's i've never seen a uh trendoshan jedi i want what i really want is i want freaking plo not i want plo Koon. that one you i can see getting basically anything that's basically humanoid yeah plo Koon and kit fisto not a lorian i think they're called yeah i think so not a lorian i think my, so. star, my sure. star wars lore is rusty yeah um so that's my second major gripe. Mm-hmm. My third major gripe isn't that it's a Souls game, mm. but that it went with uh, a skill tree rather than stats. Oh, okay. I was about to ask if there was a level up lady. <laughs> There's no level up lady. You uh, you do it at meditation. Basically, uh, what replaces bonfires are you find these meditation circles. I mean, that makes sense. You're a Jedi. Yeah. Uh, and they're usually at, like safe spots outside of enemy range, but they don't. It. Mm-hmm. They're much. I feel like they're much more liberally placed. 
Oh, then, like, Dark, uh, like how Dark Souls 2 had its bonfires? Yeah, maybe maybe a little less than Dark Souls 2, but more than one or three. Okay. Uh, definitely more than uh, Bloodborne. Yeah, for sure. Uh, second, Bloodborne, Bloodborne was sh- shortcut porn. Yeah, this is also a lot of shortcuts. And you know what I really like? Mm. A little thing pops up on the screen that says shortcut found. Oh, that's kind of nice. Yeah. Like it lets you know that it's actually a shortcut. Yeah, because sometimes like I, I get somewhere and I'm like disoriented. And I'm like, mm-hmm. this is a yeah. news place. Oh, no, 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 I've been here this way. I just know. Oh, I've been here. OK, cool. Yeah, no, that's yeah, that's totally fair, especially for some people who have bad senses of direction. Yeah, I have a good sense of direction, but sometimes just like mm-hmm. because it, we used assets in video games. Yeah, you get flipped all up to all turns upside down. Yeah. So, okay, quote unquote, good asset reuse in video game creates like diverse things, but they all kind of look similar because yeah. of it. Yeah. And one of the big complaints about Dragon Age 2 was that it was just the same map, but you'd like enter from different points. Mm-hmm. I think I like that more because I never got lost in Dragon Age 2. Never played. I only ever played Dragon Age 1. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, back to this. Um, yeah. It controls pretty good. I kind of wish I had a better dash or. Mm-hmm. The way they do it is. Um, a single press of the button gives you like a side dash, but it's not a very big one. Mm-hmm. And then if you double press it, you get a roll. Does the roll have invincibility on it? Like in it Bloodborne? probably does, but I usually just end up dashing. Okay. Like, um, do you have a dash and a roll? So it's like a combination of Dark Souls and Bloodborne. How like yeah. Bloodborne had the dash and Dark Souls has the roll. I kind of wish you could choose between the two. I, I wonder if, if there's like advantages and disadvantages to either or like invincibility frame wise or like situation wise i don't know you're never going to get that answer from me yeah no it, I'm, um, just, I'm very curious though yeah like why have both when you could just have one or the other like what's the actual difference yeah now something that is of interest here mm-hmm. and i've seen some other people bring this up on twitter mm-hmm. there's a huge disparity in difficulty I started playing on, uh, okay, so there's four difficulty settings. There's story, mm-hmm. which is, you know, it's real easy. Just you get just, the story you, beats. Yeah, you just want the story. Yeah. Uh, interactive movie, basically, with combat. Um, then there's, I think, Jedi Knight, Jedi Master, and then Jedi Grandmaster. Okay. Makes sense. I started on Jedi Master. Mm-hmm. Um, because I knew I knew going in it was a souls like I I'd heard that from a couple people. I think I would think Padawan would be one of them. One would Padawan they... should have been story mode. It should have been, but it just to just to fit the the yeah. Flavor. I that's, just feel like they wanted that's, that's such a nitpick. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they just wanted to be implicit. Like this is the babysitting. Yeah, no, that's fair. It's just. That's a, that's such a meaningless gripe. Yeah. It means absolutely nothing. Yeah. But anyway. Um uh, oh, just as a random sidebar, one question one question. When does this take place in the timeline? This takes place after Order 66, but I think it takes place before Rebels. Rebels. Okay. 
uh, you know what other race you would probably get? What? Uh, Admiral Thrawn's race. Chiss? Yeah, Chiss. You'd probably get that, too. No. Really? Not in this setting. Thrawn was the only Chiss. Really? I didn't know that about Thrawn. Okay. At least, I mean, I don't remember... Did in he, I mean, the... our, our, in, in Rebels, specifically, I guess. In Rebels, he's the only Chiss you see in Rebels. He's the only Chiss you see in any Star Wars media. Yeah, but he's he the only Chiss, period? No, he's not. Okay, well then, I don't um, see why... I mean, he's a popular character, so I don't see why you would get to play But here's the thing. Uh-huh. The way most Star Wars creators outside of Lucasfilm are kind of treating the old expanded universe mm-hmm. is that they're trying to sort of bring stuff back from it. Yeah, cherry pick. What I feel thing. when I'm reading and watching and playing stuff. Mm-hmm. And the story of the Chiss in the old expanded universe is they lie outside known space. Oh, so like the Von Gali or whatever the fuck those guys were. The Yuzan Vong? Yuzan Vong, yeah. Like no, those guys. not oh. like those guys. Yuzan Vong come from outside the galaxy. Oh, right, yeah. They come from dark space or another galaxy. Man, fuck, that shit was so weird. Yeah. The Chiss are just in the unknown reaches of the galaxy. They have their own empire. Okay, they're outside of the, the known yeah. They're out. They never interacted with the Republic. Mm-hmm. They never got, interacted with the Empire. Got their own shit going on. Yeah, but uh, Thrawn was special because he was the only Chiss to interact with the Republic. There's a real good book uh, Timothy Zahn wrote in like 2006, 2007, I think. And it's Timothy Zahn, so he's going to handle Thrawn well because he created Thrawn. Yeah, he was the he was the one who originally created Thrawn in that whole trilogy, and of yeah. course where they cherry picked Thrawn from to put into Rebels, which was a good choice. Yeah. yeah, one of the best choices they've made since the whole like every all the expanded stuff has been non-canonized. Yeah, yeah everyone loves Thrawn. The only other character I'd like to see brought back from the expanded oh, there's actually a couple characters I'd like to see brought back. Mm-hmm. But I won't get into that just yet. Um, yeah. Oh, fuck it. The, there's these two characters I want to see brought back from the expanded universe. Mm-hmm. I want to see uh, Dash Rendar. Oh, yeah. I remember Dash Rendar. Because he's just like low budget Han Solo. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's bargain bit Han Solo. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Actually, there's three. There's three. Mm-hmm. I want to see. Dash Rendar brought back. I want to see Kyle Katarn brought back. Because mm-hmm. Kyle Katarn's the fucking boss. Yeah. And then I want to see t- uh, Tanel Ka. Mm. Uh, from the Young Jedi Knight series. Oh, yeah. I remember her. Uh, she's the warrior princess whose mother is from Dathomir and her father is from the Hapes Cluster. I want Lobaka. Lobaka was real good. Remember that shit? Up, remember that shit where fucking Chewbacca stopped a moon? Yeah. <laughs> Star Wars expanded universe was so fucking wild. I fucking love it. Anyway. Anyway. Um. So you wouldn't see Chiss because they're outside of the Empire. Okay. Thrawn's anyway, the only one who made it in. Yeah. Okay. But basically, go read Outbound Flight by Timothy Zahn. Mm-hmm. Probably hard to find. <laughs> yeah, probably. It's, yeah, but anyway, it's from like ten years ago. Um, 
more than 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, it'd be nice to see some more races, though. I completely agree. Devonian, maybe. Deveronian, yeah. yeah Deveronian, yeah. Yeah. I want to play an Ewok Jedi. <laughs> There's an old tabletop RPG that would have let you do that. Oh. All right, all right, all right. Enough. We, we can't, we can't. Yeah, anyway. We can't get this um, Star- expanded universe Star Wars talk. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Fallen Order. Uh, controls can be a little... It's hard for me to comment because I'm bad at Souls games. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I have the problem of overswinging. Oh, okay. I just sort of mash the attack button when I get sort of hyped up. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Bloodborne, Bloodborne rewarded you for that. Yeah, to a certain degree. You couldn't go too wide. Yeah. Um, it engenders I, impassivity. Yeah. Anyway. Parrying is a lot easier in this game than I've found it to be in the Soulsborne games. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I still only get it like half the time. Okay. Uh, but it's a lot easier. Oh, mm-hmm. I, you know what, actually? Mm. Parrying melee attacks I find difficult, but the parry is how you like send blaster bolts back at whoever yeah, shot I was about them. To, I was about to ask, if you can't do that in this game, then what's the point? You can. Okay, good. Uh, eventually, you get that uh, Kylo Ren stop the blaster bolts, apparently. Oh, that's sick. Uh, I don't know what I have. I I might be able to do that right now. Because the slow cool. ability is the first force power you get. It's the one you start the game with. Can you go down dark side and get force lightning and shit? No, it's all oh, light side. Come on. The whole point of the... Okay, I'll get into plot now, then. The whole point of the game is you're trying to rebuild the Jedi Order. I know, but like... You're a Jedi, not I, a Oh, that's... Uh, that whole shit is dumb anyway. It's like, it's yeah. just, you're just using the Force in a different way. Well, actually, if you want to uh, get into the fourth canon, the canon of the expanded let's, universe... Let's uh, uh, no, 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 I, I want to. Plo Koon was able to use a form of Force Lightning unique to uh, the Force users of his planet. Oh, that's and cool. the Jedi Order didn't pursue uh, persecute him for that because the Force Light, the technique unique to his people, didn't draw from the dark side. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Plo- in the old expanded universe, Plo Koon's planet. Uh, was ruled by a uh, Force-sensitive, like, monastic order. Hmm. Similar similar to the Jedi Order. Similar to the Jedi Order, but not so hung up on light and dark side. They were more in the gray zone. Okay, like, yeah, there's no difference between light and dark. It's all the Force. Yes, but they still didn't really... In this... In the period that this canon came from, the way they treated... Uh, the light and the dark is that they were two different pools, kind of. Mm-hmm. And like certain powers were pulled from the actual dark side of the force, and certain powers were pulled from the light side of the force. Mm. Um, so that was the workaround at the time. Basically, he wasn't pulling, he was doing lightning, but he was pulling from the light side. Mm-hmm. And the monastic order of his planet pulled from the light side rather than the dark side, but they weren't hung up on 
the the whole uh they, they didn't have the Jedi code. Okay. Anyway, anyway, we're we're getting into expanding universe. <laughs> yeah. We well, to... it's Star Wars, and I'm. I know. A huge I know. Star Wars nerd. I know. Um. But yeah, it, it's a good game. I really like it. Um, I hope they fix the graphical and lighting glitches and the dub sync. That would be. Mm-hmm. That'd be stellar. Ah! <laughs> <That's fair. laughs> uh, <laughs> fuck me! Did it twice. Yeah. What anyway. else? What else? Um, I don't think I have anything else to say about Fallen Order just yet because I'm not that far in. Okay. Uh, only other thing I have to say for my week segment, and then we'll take a pause. Mm-hmm. Uh, is. You remember those old uh, little like interstitials that Cartoon Network used to have where it was like a song to new animation generally for an old cartoon? Yeah, totally. Like the, for, like the, the Jabberjaw one, the Josie and the, Jabber and the Pussycats. One. Yeah, I totally remember those. Uh, some, of those some of those are really good. They're all really Well, the only two I really remember are the Josie and the Pussycats and the Jabberjaw. And then they did ones for the newer cartoons like courage yeah, and i don't remember those at all though uh there was like a one with courage and like it was a big giant circle song and there was a Power- there was a powerpuff girls one that was really good. i remember there being a powerpuff girls one i just don't remember the song there was or also the, an edit and eddie one i think i remember that too that sounds there familiar also, there was also a dexter's lab one it was like a rap yeah it's i'm pulling a blank there anyway yeah, anyway uh, I got that song stuck in my head earlier this week, and Which so one? I went out in search of it. Uh-huh. Oh, the Jabberjaw one. I'm sorry. I got the Jabberjaw one. Oh, okay, okay. I was just making sure. Me and my friends get no respect. What does Scooby do that we neglect? Whatever. Um, anyway. Yeah. I always liked Jabberjaw when I was a kid. I know yeah. it's a shitty... No respect. No respect at all. Um, yeah, I loved that show when I was a kid because it combined a bunch of things I loved. Mm-hmm. It was like a sci-fi setting. It was an underwater setting. Mm-hmm. It was Scooby-Doo. Yeah. And it was a guy doing a mixture of a really weird mixture of Rodney Dangerfield and Curly from Stooges. Yeah, what a weird. And he was a shark. Yeah, I didn't really care about sharks. Anyway. Uh, but it was just like all those things smushed together. Anyway, uh, I, I went out in search of that song. Mm-hmm. Turns out you can buy the whole album for that song that 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 song comes from on Amazon Music. Huh? For like six bucks. It's from a band called Pain. Wow. Okay. Um, that's cool. The rest of their songs are. Eh. Oh well. Um, I mean, if you like that Southern California mid '90s pop punk sound that Maybe. sort of gave us uh, Blink One Eighty Two and a whole bunch and like Good Charlotte and a I, whole bunch of, I unironically like Blink One Eighty Two. <laughs> yeah, I do too. No, Blink One Eighty Two is fine. Um, tying it back to freaking Scooby Doo. Yeah, the, the opening for fucking What's New. Yeah. Um. No, I'm gonna have that song stuck in my head. Uh, as far as Southern California pop punk, it's kind of just uh, Green Day for me. 
Yeah, I mean, Green Day is kind of on a whole other level. Yeah, they created pop punk. Yeah. Uh, and then there was a lot of bad pop punk. But... American, American Idiot was like the soundtrack to my middle school years. Yeah, that came out like right when I started high school. Yeah, it's like late middle school, early high school for me. I still have a freaking American Idiot wallet. Jeez. <laughs> it's beat to shit. Uh, anyway, uh, there, so, you know, like their, their sound is basically like that sound. You remember, you remember in high school and middle school, the skater kids, the skater punks, you remember what their personalities were like? Yeah. But, and that's, convert that to music. Yeah. Got it. Um, it's not badly constructed. There's some lyrics I have issues with because, again, it's like it's the 90s. Mm. People aren't as gung ho about not using slurs mm. or uh, words they shouldn't use. And they mm. think like they. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. You mean like how the R word was tossed around a lot back in the mid 2000s? I don't remember hearing the R word in any other. Actually, I think I did. They, they they use a lot. There's one spot where they say like five just in a row. Oof. Um, it's not big, great. Big oof. Uh, the Jabberjaw song is great though. I mean, yeah. If you if you feel like going out and finding it, just get mm-hmm. that one song. It's Amazon. You can buy individual tracks rather than the whole album. Yeah. It'll be like a buck sixty nine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um it's weird listening to it because for so long I had a I had a version that I got off LimeWire in high school. Whoa, fucking LimeWire. Yeah. Um Somebody that was just hit, like hit with a wave of <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and that version was just like ripped off of the animation. Yeah. Off the music video. So it had all the Jabberjaw sound effects in it. Mm-hmm. And listening to the album version doesn't have any of that. So there's parts where I'm expecting to, oh, a wise guy. Or, yeah. Or, nuck, 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 nuck. And it's, yeah. Just not, it's just not there and it's weird. Mm-hmm. But uh, I still listen to it on repeat for like an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, I gotcha. Uh, and that's my week. Okay. Um, other than that is just the stuff I watched for this show. Speaking of which, segue. Yeah, uh, you know, we're, uh, stick around, because we're going to be right back. After these messages. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll be back after short messages. Well, there's no messages. We don't have any ads. It's just, we're just doing a bit. That's fine. Yeah, I gotta go walk the dog, honestly. I gotta get some warm water. Yeah, so, you know, stick around, cuz. No, you're gonna dig this. And welcome back, everybody. Acme Podcasts hey, uh, Incorporated. sorry about that break. We had, you know, we're human. Acme Podcasts Incorporated. Um, what are we talking about today, Kai? Talking about a movie that I think is underrated. From the quote-unquote dark age of Disney. Emperor's New Groove, or The Emperor's New Groove, if you want to be technical. I hate that this is called The Dark Age. 
It These is. movies are fucking fantastic. There's some good movies in here. Of the call- ones I'm familiar with, I like them all. Yeah. I haven't seen Spirit or Brother Spirit, Bear. Spirit is a DreamWorks movie. Oh, shit. But Brother Bear is a Disney movie, so. <laughs> all right. I haven't seen Brother Bear. No, Brother, uh, Bear, Brother Bear has some good stuff in it. I've heard. I've never heard anyone say anything bad about it. I've only heard people defend it. Yeah, it, it it has. I give it a lot of credit for doing some stuff, like obviously doing stuff about Inuit culture is, you know, very yeah. cool. But anyway, Emperor's New Grave. Yeah. Uh, uh, man, what is it to say about Emperor's New Grave? It's such a weird. Even among these movies, it's so different and weird. Yeah. This, this era of Disney movies, it's so out there, you know. Yeah, it 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 is. It was. I remember hearing at one point it was darker. Oh yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, like a lot of its like tonal shifts came very late in its life, mm-hmm. and it became. Uh, it was originally called like Empire of the Sun or something, right? Yeah, it was. I believe it was like they were good. They were do, leaning way more into the Mesoamerican stuff and like doing a whole different thing, and then. I don't know if the Emperor's New Clothes thing was still a part of it at that point. Yeah, that that is a weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it barely has anything to do with that story. It really it has nothing to do with that story. It had nothing to do with that story at all, except that it's about an emperor. <laughs> it's yeah, a, it only ten. It's it's you're you're just getting it for the title, pretty much. The Emperor's New Groove. Okay, that I think that's a legitimate. Complaint. Yeah, that's fair. Um, it, but yeah, if that that story that story wouldn't have. I don't think you could have stretched that story into a movie. No, no, no I I just think they should have did a better name. I mean, I like that title actually. <laughs> it it's a good title. Don't get me wrong, but it why not just call it Cusco's new group? I mean, that ain't fair. But then it, people will be like, well, what was his old group? Yeah, don't. Or maybe like they make compares to uh, Stella gets her groove back. I think that might be the other thing that it's trying to be like. A, it's like it's 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 a fun title. In that yeah. Way. Yeah. Uh, Freaking. I'm just looking at the, the poster. and It's just like it's all about me in big letters. And it's just Cusco making the shit and grin. Yeah. Uh, but. Mm-hmm. Sorry, go on. No, no, no. I, I, say, what, say what you're gonna say. I'm, I'm gonna go on a fucking a thing. Okay, then I don't think my thing will be long at all. But um, I gotta say my main context for the characters of uh, sorry, uh, Cusco, Pacha, Kronk, Isma. Mm-hmm. I've seen this movie twice. Hmm. Once, almost ten years ago, and then like. I think it aired on Disney Channel once, maybe, and I saw part of it there. Mm-hmm. But I've seen almost every episode of Emperor's New School. God, I barely saw that fucking show. Okay, so around 2010, 2011, maybe 2012, mm-hmm. uh, there was a block on Disney Channel. Yeah. 
uh, late at night, like mid 12:30 to 2 a.m., where they'd air two Kim Possibles, two Emperor's New Grooves. I mean, not uh, two Emperor's New Schools, and then two Jake Longs. Wow, weird. And by the time the Jake Long came around, I'd be going to bed because I was just a zombie right. at that point. Yeah. Uh, but I'd always watch the Kim Possible, and I'd o- almost always watch the Ember's New School. Hmm. Um, I just like New School, mm-hmm. uh, but it was also like one in the morning. <laughs> I, b- I barely watched that show, so I, I have no yeah. context. But that's my main context for Kuzco and uh, Kronk. The uh, just to talk about voices real quick we have an all-star cast oh yeah david spade john goodman eartha kit patrick warburton patrick warburton doesn't make a lot of theatrical appearances no no, he doesn't he mostly does television yeah it's a tv guy yeah you know who is in this who okay Mm mm-hmm Eartha Kitt's probably my favorite person in this movie because I fucking love Eartha Kitt. I mean, John Goodman is mine. But, like, the person that I'm, like, always happiest to see in a cast listing... Posh Badger Warburton? No, honestly, Wendy Malick. Really? I fucking love Wendy Malick. Wasn't she freaking Megara in the Hercules movie? No, that was the lady who... Uh oh no, she was in fucking uh, just shoot me. Yeah, and that's probably why she's in this because David Spade was also on that show. Yeah, uh no no um the person who voiced Megara is also the voice for Rose Quartz. Oh yeah yeah you're right. Um, uh, you know who else on is Steven in this? Universe? Yeah what? yeah uh freaking uh, I mean as as a bunch of extras like Corey Burton and Jim Cummings are in this as a bunch of extra characters. Yeah, not surprising, I suppose. Yeah, I just really like Wendy Malick. I yeah, yeah. I, I have like a crush on her. She's another celebrity crush of mine. Tom um, Jones is in this. Hell yeah, Tom Jones. Tom Jones plays the fucking theme song guy. It's not unusual to be alone. You know what? Yeah, I see it. Yeah, it's the no, 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 the, no. the guy who sings Cusco's theme song at the beginning of this movie. Yeah. What's his name? Cusco. The only song yeah. in the movie, by the way. Yeah. I think this could have benefited from a uh, Tarzan-esque uh, soundtrack. Oh. oh, like, yeah. I think you, you might be right, but I don't know. I don't think it would have worked as well in this movie. I Just in my opinion. But I don't know. Maybe. Maybe yeah, you're right. May- maybe. I don't know. I think there's... I think it could have worked, but I don't know. I'm on the fence about it now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. You couldn't I mean, get Phil Collins again, though. Yeah. I mean, this, I mean, this, we have to say, but honestly, as much as I love David Spade and, and John Goodman as, as Pach and Cusco, the standouts yeah. of this movie are Yzma and Kronk. It's Eartha fucking Kit and Patrick Warburton. They're, they're the best parts fighting. of this movie. Every scene that they're in is hilarious. Yeah. Like, I love Kronk, and I love Yuzma, and I love every scene that has them in it. Oh, God, it's so good. Um, but for, for those who haven't seen Emperor's New Groove, this is a, like, a general thing. Emperor's New Groove is about an emperor named Cusco, who's from Meso. He's like a Meso-American emperor. He's a selfish asshole, and... 
the character John Goodman plays is a villager named Pacha. And Kuko meets him and he asks him about where his village is. About the, the his hill where his village is on, and he asks him about the like the uh, where the sun hits the hit it hits it just right, and it's like yeah, that's all I wanted. And he decides, and that's where he's gonna build his new vacation Ouch. home, vacation, vacation. Home. destroy his whole village, and there's this whole so and there's this whole thing with like the royal advisor Isma, played by Eartha Kitt, who wants to be the emperor. She tries to assassinate Cusco, but ends up turning him into a llama, and. Pacha ends up like getting him. They end up together, and it's up to Pacha to get Cusco back and possibly change his mind about destroying his village and maybe make him a better person. And it's a buddy road trip movie about a guy and a llama. <laughs> yeah, and that's 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 it. There's you know, without without getting too much into spoilers or like any details like other than that. That's the basic premise of the movie. Yeah. It it's really good. Um, yeah. I was I was catch, capturing audio clips uh, for the promos and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, and I just got really in the mood to watch this again because it's been like ten years. I mm-hmm. I don't remember if I mentioned this to you or if I mentioned uh, it on the podcast, but it's been like ten years. You mentioned it off record, or no? Off you mentioned it, you mentioned it off record, and you you mentioned that you like man probably after this I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. After we record. But during the recording, I mentioned that it's been like 10 years. Yeah, you did. You said that okay, earlier. Well, treading familiar water. It's been like 10 years, man. Yeah. Uh, I could go for it. I could also really go for watching New School again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, that never was really watched, I never watched it. You know what? That's what you need to watch for the do next I, episode. Do I? I'm telling you, man. It's good. It's a good. I think it's a good pick for next episode. I'll think about it. Okay. I'll I'll at least think about it. I'm not going to just okay. say no. All right. Yeah. Game. But anyway, Emperor's New Groove. Uh, like, God, what does it just say? It it's all it's 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 a comedy. So it's like it, you're really, it just end up talking about the jokes. Yeah. And you uh, know, the jokes are good. <laughs> Yeah, it, Every, everything, everything with Kronk and Yzma specifically, like we said. Um, yeah, freaking um, the scene, the one joke that I forgot about was there's the scene at the dinner party where like he they're about to give him the poison, uh-huh. and the, like they do the fake drinking thing, and Yzma tosses her drink into the the potted cactus. Yeah. And while Cusco is like transforming to a llama, like you see her just like making a face, and in the background you see that the cactus looks like a llama now. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. I forgot about that. It's such a like small joke, <laughs> but I really enjoy it. Oh, it's really good, and all the stuff with Crunk's um angel and devil stuff, the shoulder angel and the shoulder devil. Reason number one, like reason number two, like what I can do. Yeah, yeah. I, but what does that tough do with? No, no, no. He's he's got a point. Just, <laughs> everything with Crunk. Crunk is God. The, he's, he's the best part of this movie. <gasps> My spinach pops. <laughs> and I never liked your spinach pops. <gasps> never. That's it. <laughs> She's going down. 
Oh god, I love that movie. That scene where they're in the diner and he's like sh- he's shooting off the diner lingo is really a- I love yeah. that bit. Like that whole that whole scene of the diner is probably my favorite scene in the whole movie. That whole. Then I think you'll really like New School because it's just tons of crunk. Yeah, I'll probably if it's got I don't know. I mean, again, I'll think about it. It's got Patrick Warburton reprising Kronk. Yeah, I mean, there was also a sequel which was just about Kronk. Kronk's New Groove. Yeah, Kronk's or whatever. New yeah, yeah, I remember. I never saw it. So I haven't either. Maybe we should watch it. Maybe we're eventually. not making we're not making promises, but anyway. Yeah, eventually. Uh, uh, as for the movie itself, the, there's some jokes that I'm like, like that bit where they get back to the castle. It's mm-hmm. like, how did you get here before us? How did we? And then he just shows the map. It's like, I mean, when you really look, it doesn't doesn't make any sense. Huh. And there's that bit where they're running and like they've got the little like lines following them, and there's like, oh, I don't know what's up with. That. There's a lot of meta jokes in this. Yeah, the, it, it's real. It's a real good. It's a real good movie, man. It's yeah. tightly written. Um. I'm on the IMDb trivia page for it. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm I'm interested about that. If there's anything I don't um, know. Th- there's a uh, one person said it's one of the most tightly written uh, scripts. Yeah, there's not a bad joke in this just, movie. Yeah, it it's it, real it doesn't tight. feel it doesn't drag. The pacing is perfectly fine. It's yeah. Yeah. It's a tight uh, okay. So the thing we were talking about before, uh, Empire of the Sun, how it was originally a more serious movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's the actual story. Oh, okay. It, it was originally planned to have been a dramatic, sweeping Disney musical named Kingdom of the Sun, and it was to be directed by the Lion King director, Roger Allers, and Mark Dindle, who directed uh, Cats Don't Dance. Ooh! Yeah. Uh, with six original songs written by Sting. Mm. Uh, that was originally... Uh, that was essentially an ink and retelling of Mark Twain's The Prince and the Pauper. I could see how they turned that into this. Yeah. Uh, David Spade was the voice of the young Emperor Monko. Owen Wilson was Pacha. And a young peasant was a strike with a, res- with a, <laughs> with a striking resemblance to the Emperor. And uh, Eartha Kitt was Yzma, the aged royal sorcerer. Oh, okay. So it's, 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 they, there was a lot of plot elements that they... Yeah. Uh, the movie involved Monko and Pacha switching places, except that Yzma finds out, turns Monko into a non-speaking llama, and makes Pacha do her bidding. Huh. Pacha also eventually was to fall in love with Nina, the voice of Carla Gugino, Gugino mm-hmm. uh, the emperor's betrothed. Huh. While Monko as a llama learns humility form. And comes to me a tough as nails female llama herder named Mata, voiced by Laura Prepon, hmm. uh, where they team up to stop Yzma's evil plan, save the country from darkness, and end up falling in love with each other as the journey goes. Hmm. So, Mata, the love interest, turns into Pacha. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, because this is more of a buddy movie. Yeah. Than a love interest thing. Which I, I'm honestly glad we got that instead, because yeah. Disney has Disney has done that so much. Yeah, it tested very poorly, mm-hmm. and it was suspended. 
even though the movie was 50% complete. Yeah. But speaking about stuff that's not about the jokes or whatever, because like, there's only yeah. so much I can say about like, yeah, this movie's funny. Is yeah. uh, honestly, I forgot how pretty some of the backgrounds are in this movie. Oh yeah, there's some really good shots, really good background shots, like specific of like the mountains and the the jungles and the valleys and stuff are really nice. Yeah, it. I like, for starters, yes, the backgrounds are all beautiful. Mm -hmm. I like the art direction in this movie in general because it's. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm going to make some Disney comparisons Mm -hmm. real quick because it's Disney. I mean, yeah, it's, it's fair. I have heard a lot of people complain about how style, how like the art and how stylized Hercules was. I like how Hercules looks, but that's for another time. I do too. Um, but I like how this one is stylized, but it still has that like Disney core. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot. Like, there's a lot of blocky shapes in this. Yeah, everything has a very like squ- there's a lot of square and like. It's mostly there's like soft shapes, but mostly everything is like very like squared off and like angular in a lot of places, especially for certain characters. And it was the same, I believe, for uh, Atlantis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the sure. art style Atlantis. Yeah, and yeah. that was also a stylistic one with I think the the block, the blocky and angles is the stylistic choices. And then you get to like the eyes and they're very Glenn Keane. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Disney Renaissance eyes. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think it's a good fusion mm-hmm. of the two. Um, I totally agree. Uh, I just uh, really liked how stylized Hercules was. I like how it looked like that classic fresco art. I really want to make a case for Hercules when we talk about Hercules because I like Hercules a lot. It's honestly of the Renaissance. It's my favorite. It's not mine, but people hate on it too much. Actually, no. Goofy Movie is my favorite of the Renaissance. People hate on it too much. The the only one that gets all the hate that deserves the hate is Pocahontas. Pocahontas, yeah. Pocahontas sucks. Color of the Winds is a good song. But... You know, Color of the Wind is a good song. I'm not going to yeah. dispute that, but Pocahontas as a movie yeah, is bad. The rest of it is... Yeah. Completely disregarding the whole insensitivity about Native Americans. Yeah. Yeah, and, definitely. And, tell, and telling that story as a Disney musical. Hunchback doesn't get enough love. No, it doesn't. Hunchback is really good too. It has some problems, but most of it is good. Yeah. I'm um, sure again we'll these are discussions yeah, more yeah. another time. Yeah. Um <clears throat> but the backgrounds and the character this the art design, the, the art direction of this movie is nice in general. Everything just looks nice. Yeah, that I I particularly I didn't even really notice this like I, when I really looked at but like there's some I actually really like a lot of how the animals look in this just how just the humans have like a certain way they look but the, also the animals do and I really like how they yeah. look yeah the yeah. Cusco's like llama design and like the the little squirrel friend that that Kronk has yeah. And that freaking the even this like what's up with the chimp and the bug? <laughs> that fucking bit. 
that that yeah. monkey I, and the, the the with the jaguars or panthers or whatever. I like yeah. how they look. Frank Walker actually did all the animal noises in this, surprising no one. Yeah, the the man is an animal. He is an animal. Point. He did Momo and Appa and Avatar. Yeah, he's no, he's a legend. Frank he's a legend. Walker's great. He's a legend. He is one of the best. Yeah. There's a reason he he keeps coming back and being in things. Yeah. Uh, I also really like the this the stuff that's not jokes. Like the scene where Cusco after Cusco goes off on Pacha when Pacha says like Isma and him or Isma and Kronk are trying to kill him, and Cusco goes off and finds a bunch of other llamas and tries to just be like, "Oh, I guess I'm a llama now." He starts eating grass. Yeah. And there's a bit where he hears someone talking and like he looks over and he sees Pacha just sitting in the field talking to the llamas just about the story about, you know, like, I'm at this guy and an emperor. He's kind of selfish, but I thought I could change him, you know? But, you know, he's just a silly, silly llama. <laughs> and like, he just kind of looks over at Cusco. Like, you know, like, mm, buddy, I came back for you. <laughs> it's John Goodman just being John Goodman. You know? Yeah, John Goodman's God. John Goodman's a good man. Big sitcom dad energy. Yeah, but also just have you seen him in a scary role? Yeah, uh, I know that he was really amazing in Cloverfield Street. I'm not even talking about Cloverfield. Yeah, I'm talking about Community when he plays the. Um, the dean mm. of the uh, air conditioning repair school. What? I didn't know about that. I've, never, I've, I've barely seen that show. You really? Okay, we're going to do another podcast that's just us watching Community because you need <laughs> no, to watch Community. No, 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 no. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I'm not, I can't, I'm not strong enough. No, we'll do one episode a week. It'll no. be easy. No, no, It'll I be mean, like a I 10 do, minute I, podcast. I want to watch that show, but like, not, I don't want to do a podcast. I, I know, I know. I'm just, I'm joshing yeah. you. But. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's, yeah, it's good. But John Goodman, okay. This is a side John note. It's fantastic. I wouldn't call the live-action Flintstones movie a good movie, but John Goodman in the F- Flintstones movie is a good performance. That's a good casting choice. Yeah, it's, it really is. And, and freaking Rick Moranis as Barney too is a good choice. Yeah, it is. Honestly, that casting was spot on. You got. Everyone. Two of the greatest actors in Hollywood. Yeah. It, that, that whole movie has really good casting. And honestly, I actually like a lot of the practical effects in that movie and the set design. Yeah. I love the puppet I work have... on the, the, the dinosaurs and stuff. That's another movie I haven't seen since I was a kid, but I remember enjoying it. I poised for that movie. Yeah. I mean, I got it, them it, at like a dollar store. Yeah. Anyway, Emperor's New Groove. Yeah, Emperor's New Groove. Did. <laughs> I think it's a very underrated film. It definitely is. Um, it came from that era where the only thing that really persisted was Stitch. Man, Stitch is so good. He's just got that Pokemon factor. That's all he has going for him. Well, that and the fact that like it's a good movie, but yeah, of course but, it is. But these but are he's, he's these are also good movies. Yeah, he's super he's mar- marketable. He's he's marketable. I'll give you that. Not only is he marketable, but he's like hot topic marketable. Yeah, he is. We'll have to talk about that movie at some point too. Yeah, but these are all good movies. He just has 
the yeah. Pokemon factor. Yeah, I've uh, re- I actually remember the the commercials that they did. Remember, well, it was like he was getting into other Disney movies, just coming in, yeah. and just like, "Hey, what's up? Like, get your own movie." Yeah, that that shit was that was actually good marketing. Yeah, I have vague memories of that. Yeah. Um. I uh, in terms of I know more set design stuff, but like all of the stuff in Isma's lab and just how it looks. Like that that statue of pull the pull the lever crank that how that statue looks and all the the potions and everything it just it looks cool yeah I like this I like the aesthetic TM yeah it's all real good looking man like goddamn I have nothing bad to say about this movie I'm like I'm struggling to think of flaws other than the name man I mean I like the name personally but I can see how you know it's like eh. Could have picked a better name, but I mean, it's, it's just a misdirect. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. You're super right. But uh, another thing from the trivia page, mm-hmm. um, because of the illusion in the title, the movie is also it's related to what we're talking about. Uh, okay. Because of the illusion in the title, the movie is often described as a version of the Emperor's New Clothes by Hans Christian Andersen. Yeah. Uh, some of the character traits in the character in the main character are similar to the title character in Andersen's story, but there's no further connections. Uh, the story actually shares more similarities with the fairy tale uh, Caliph Stork hmm. by uh, Wilhelm Hoff. Hmm. I've never heard of that one. Um, I don't think there's any good markable way to get something based off Caliph Stork. No. Uh, no. So I understand why they went with Emperor. Yeah. And it's sort of like it's it's set up like early on. Like his groove, the way in which he leave, he, he lives his life. Yeah, you know his his groove, and it's like yeah, the emperor's new groove, you know, redemption yeah. story. Yep. I always forget that Cusco is eighteen in this. Yeah, he's a god. He's only eighteen in this. Yeah, he. It's like his eighteenth birthday, the day that he turns into a llama. This gives me questions about new school. Listen, it don't don't think about it too much. <laughs> want to though that's what we do here it's like like why does hades know that hercules exists in the tv show when he doesn't know he exists in the movie why does he know he's still alive why is he trying to kill him in the show when he doesn't even know he's supposed to be alive right fuck you oh did i ruin that show for you did I ruin it? Not really. <laughs> I really like that show. I only ever got to... It was one of those shows that I could never like find the time it was on. Mm-hmm. So I only ever got to see like three or four episodes. Okay. And I didn't have Toon Disney, so like I didn't have the all the... Re- I just had Disney Channel. There's a lot of just... It's like playing with Greek mythology is the whole show. Yeah. It, it's... what What's... The goth girl's name. Who is she oh, for mythology again? Oh, she's like an oracle. She's just an oracle. Okay, she's an oracle. And then freaking um, Icarus. Icarus. Yeah. yeah. And her and like they're they go to school together. I love how every '90s cartoon has to have a goth girl in it. And then Adonis was a character. Yeah, Adonis was, and Helen were both in it. He was a stuck-up asshole. Yeah, there was an episode about um, Odysseus, and but it was after the Odyssey. Yeah, and it was about Odysseus's son Telemachus. And, okay, 
and a dis and basically it was a and like uh, Telemachus is super apathetic. And, oh. and then they go on like and Hercules and them go on sort of a pseudo odyssey. And that bit they do the Cyclops bit where it's like I'm nobody, but it's not he's not him being clever, it's just him being like, oh, I'm nobody. Who cares about <laughs> me? <laughs> oh. There's also an episode about Hercules teaching a bunch of school children, and one of those school children ends up being Alexander the Great. Oh, interesting. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Alexander the Great was super heavily inspired by Greek heroes. Yeah. Uh, and a bunch of, they just play with a lot of that stuff. And there's like do a whole th- about D- Daedalus and Icarus and, st- and the, the labyrinth and all that. Do you think mm-hmm. that if Hercules uh, was teaching Alexander the Great, do you think that Socrates is also a teenager in this show? Fuck, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Because Alexander Socrates taught Alexander. That'd be wild. That'd be wild. Teenage um, Socrates. God, I would watch. I would watch a TV show called Teenage Socrates. I would also watch a show about uh, called Teenage Socrates. But you know, we're weird. Yeah. Um. What was I gonna? Uh, there was one other thing that I remembered from that show, and the, it's the it's probably one of the best episodes. Mm-hmm. It's Hades is trying to think of a way to defeat Hercules as usual. And then a specific undead soul, a specific dead soul shows up. And do you know who it is? Megara? Jafar. Jafar. It crosses over with the Aladdin TV show. Oh. And Hades and Jafar team up to defeat Aladdin and Hercules. Oh. Isn't that cool? It's so good. Oh, it's so good. It's one of the best episodes of that show. We're going to have to talk about that show at some point. Definitely. I haven't seen most of that, so that's one that I'm gonna watch. Yeah, I wanna I wanna talk I would love to talk about Aladdin and that show. Aladdin I saw both I watched good. it like every morning for a long period of time, like before Beast Wars and mm-hmm. uh Pokemon and stuff, my morning shows like that I'd eat while watching breakfast before going to elementary school were Aladdin and Little Mermaid. Yeah. Uh man, that show is way better than it had any right to be too. Little Mermaid. Yeah, yeah. That show is way better than any right to me. Yeah. Not to shit on the Little Mermaid, but Little Mermaid. Oh, hey, little happy mermaid. birthday to the Little Mermaid. No, it's yeah, thirty years birthday. old. Happy birthday to the Little Mermaid. Yeah. I don't hate the Little Mermaid. I just think it's a little rated. No, oh, yeah. I I just like the music from it. Oh yeah, like, no, the, song, all the music. The, the show itself. I mean, the movie itself is whatever. Freaking Tim Curry's in that. Yeah. Plays the evil manta ray guy. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Anyhow. I mean, Tim Curry was in a lot of stuff. Yeah, he was, especially in the 90s. Yeah. Uh, you know where else he was? What? Spice! Spice! <laughs> the one place not corrupted by capitalism. Spice! Spice! <laughs> Is anybody going to get that fucking joke that we're talking about? Is anybody? Uh, I don't care. You know... The true ride or die people will. Yeah, who cares? If you if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. Yeah. Look at him. Just look up Tim Curry space. Space. Uh, yeah. But I, I'm trying to, I'm struggling Who's... to think of uh, Impression and Groove. I'm struggling to think of anything else to say because, like I, I said, I'm like, there's nothing I, bad I can say about it. I... You know? Yeah. You know, this has actually been sort of a lesson, a teaching moment for me. Mm-hmm. 
we need to pick stuff that's more current in the other person's mind. Because mm. it's been a long time since I've seen this, and I've only seen it twice, so I don't have a lot to say about it. Yeah, no, it's, yeah if you had stuff to say, then it, this would be a longer, yeah. You're totally yeah. right. And we'd probably be going on fewer tangents about other Disney stuff. I mean, it's all, we're also talking about animation, and it's yeah. all like, hey, we might talk about that. It's all, you yeah. know, it's content. And I'm sure someone's interested. <laughs> it's content. It's content. And I did. It's I, evergreen. I really, I really wanted to tell you about that that thing with Aladdin because it's one of the coolest things that happens in that show. Yeah. The, the, there's God, a they would be such the jock bros of the Disney universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a bit where Pain and Panic go to Agrabah as, as she <sighs> like, disguise themselves as humans. And it's like, what are these? Oh, man. These clothes are very different. What are these things called again? I think they're called pants. Yeah. <laughs> They'll never catch on. <laughs> That's funny because it was considered uh, unmanly in ancient yeah. Greece and Rome. Yeah, well, what are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. Again, I'm struggling to think of anything else other than that bit at the end where she turns into a cat. It's it's really like yeah. It's, it's like ah, I see what you did there. You played with the expectations. <laughs> Apparently, in Crunk's new groove, she finally, she gets turned back, but she still has a cat tail. <laughs> weirdly yeah also eartha kid got turned into a cat cat woman oh fuck you're super right she was cat yeah 66 yeah man speaking of batman <sighs> i really want to you know what show i really want to talk about on this show what batman the brave and the bold oh hell yes that show rules hell yes and hey, hey. mm-hmm we're going to get into uh, my segment now. Yeah, yeah. We've, yeah where I we've... talk about uh, Buzz Lightyear Star Command. And there's a shared voice actor between those two things. Patrick Warburton plays Buzz, right? Patrick Warburton is Buzz. But you know who plays Batman Brave and the Bold? Uh, the guy who plays Hostel Gatto? Yeah, Dietrich Bader. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dietrich Bader is also uh, a character in Buzz Lightyear Star Command. Really? Who is he? he- he is Warp Dark Matter. Oh, the freaking Buzz's old partner. Yeah, that who guy. Comes like a. He's Zerg. basically Boba Fett. Yeah, he's Zerg's second in command guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the the Boba Fett or the the Darth Vader to the Emperor, or whatever. Yeah. So I got thoughts about Buzz Lightyear Star Command. All right, yeah, go ahead. I remember it being good. Oh, it was. I remember liking it as a kid, mm-hmm. and I remember loving the video game. Oh, yeah, there was a video game. There was a PlayStation version. I'm sure there's an N64 one and a Sega Saturn or Dreamcast version, too. Yeah. It would have been Dreamcast. Yeah, uh, probably. That's the era. Saturn was dead at that point. Um, Saturn was dead on arrival. Buzzing. <sighs> Don't make me sad. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a Sega fanboy. Oh, I never even had any of the consoles back then. My first console was the original Xbox. I mean, mine was the PlayStation one. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, 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 Buzz Lightyear. uh, But I played the game. I played a little bit of the PlayStation game, Mm -hmm. but the first video game I ever beat in my entire life was the Game Boy Color version of Buzz Lightyear Star Command. Rented it from Blockbuster, and I beat it in like an after. <sighs> Blockbuster, boy, that dates us. Yeah. 
Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so uh Buzz Lightyear of Star Command. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh so Patrick Warburton's a fantastic choice, and honestly, mm-hmm. you could replace Tim Allen with him in the movies, and I'd be much happier. I mean, I don't hate Tim Allen, but you know. I kinda hate Tim Allen. Hmm. Just as a person or as a comedian? A little bit of both. Mm. Fair enough. Uh, anyway. So, yeah. Fantastic casting there. Uh, Dietrich Bader as War is real good. I mean, Dietrich Bader's good in anything he's in. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, what Was Brave and the Bold your first introduction to him? No, it was... It was uh, Billy Mandy as Haas Delgado. Okay, for me, it was the Drew Carey show. Oh, yeah, he was on that, wasn't he? He was one of the main characters. He and Ryan Stiles were like the dumb, goofy friends. Wayne Knight was Zerg? Yeah. What? I didn't yeah. know that. That's wild. Yeah. Hello? Stephen First, uh, also as, as Booster, is also uh, real good casting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephen First is a legend. Uh, he was in Animal House, uh-huh. uh, comedy legend. Um, but Nicole Sullivan as mm-hmm. Miranova. Mm-hmm. You know anything about Nicole Sullivan? Wasn't she on fucking um, oh, King of Queens? Yes, she was. Uh, she played Scrubs? like she was a. Scrubs? I think she appeared on Scrubs, but I know her from Mad TV. Oh yeah, she was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She was one of the high. She, her, and uh, sorry, uh, Will Sasso. Oh okay. And Phil Lamar. Phil Lamar was also in this, apparently. Oh, he was all. This is his era. This was his era. Apparently, she was all Penguins of Madagascar too. Oh, she's everywhere. She does she a was, lot of bit voices. She was the otter. The otter? Marlene. Oh, yeah, she was. Yeah. Oh, man. I've, I, Penguins in Madagascar is one we're going to have to visit because I genuinely enjoyed that show. Mm. Uh, it, it was like. I'm not a stoner. Mm-hmm. But it's the sort of show that I would. If I was a stoner, I would uh, blaze mm-hmm. out too. Fair. But as it was, it was just a show Nickelodeon played a lot, and I would just be blazing around the house watching it because there's nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I l- okay. I like that even in his own canon. So, okay. Mm-hmm. The concept of this show is that it's the TV show that Buzz from Toy Story is based on. Yeah, pretty much. It's like the if if, if, if in universe, this is the story. The, the, the if you were to watch the show as a kid, like in the Toy Story universe, this is the toy that they're this selling. This is the Saturday morning cartoon show. Yeah, this yeah the toy and the toy is based off of this. Yeah, yeah. Um. I like that even in his own canon, Buzz is considered extra. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Like, it's not just because he thought he was a space ranger. 
but he was a toy that he was extra. That's just how he fucking is in the show. Over the top. And people are aware of it. And I think he's aware of it. In the show. Is he a loose cannon cop on the edge? No. Hmm. No, he's not. Oh, okay. Because he's as he just, mentions he... multiple times, I know the regulations. I wrote most of them. Ah, I see. <laughs> Is that a catchphrase? <laughs> I forgot about that. It's not a catchphrase. It's just a recurring joke. Okay. Yeah. Um. But it. So uh, while I really like that bit of uh, his character from the Toy Story movies coming over, mm-hmm. it brings up complaints I have with Toy Story 3 and 4. Mm. Just show us Mira and Booster and XR in the background somewhere. They would have had action figures. That's a that's such a nitpick. I know, but it would have been. Andy's only going to have one toy from the show. Mm-hmm. That guy, that kid had a lot of toys. Okay, I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, we did see Zerg in the second movie. Yeah, we saw Zerg in the second movie. And then we saw a toy aisle full of Buzz Lightyear's. Yeah, we did. No other Space Rangers, though. Yeah, we saw the L- and we. Although I did like the whole thing about like the LGMs were just guys in the yeah in, from the pizza place, and now they've just kind of become part of Buzz Lightyear's universe. They're also a highlight of the series, in my opinion. They're, also, they're fucking hilarious. They're also voiced by Patrick Warburton. <laughs> yeah, that's unsurprising. I thought they would have been voiced by Frank Walker or something. There are times where I think they pitch his voice up for Buzz. I don't know if it's just like the code coded version I'm watching. Mm-hmm. Like they pitch up the audio to avoid whatever. But yeah, that that might have made that make might make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anime does that sometimes too when you try and get yeah. rips. Speaking of Nicole Sullivan, mm-hmm. Miranova is probably my favorite character on this show. Really. Yeah, I don't know why. No, I know why. I In the first episode, she's shown to be just as good as Buzz. Mm-hmm. And it, it, she never has these moments of like, oh. Mm-hmm. She's, comp- it, she's competent. Yeah, she's not just like a. She's literally a princess. She's not, the token she's not a princess to be saved. She's not the token female character. I mean, she is, but she's not. Yeah, she is, but she's not. If anyone needs... I thought it would have been Zerg. I thought Zerg would have been your favorite character, because I remember him being hilarious. Zerg is hilarious. Um, I just really like Mira, and I think part of why I like Mira so much... Mm -hmm. I don't know if on this show they had, like, animation director, like, designated animators for characters. Oh, okay. But I feel like the animation on her is just better than on other characters. Hmm. Uh, her? Show... Sorry. Go I was on. just going I was just going to ask it does does this show have really good animation cuz I I don't remember if it had like some shine like some moments of like oh wow that was So really I think there's some really good animation in this show. I think TMS did some of it. Um, I have no confirmation on that. I meant to look it up before I started this, but I just okay forgot. Ah. Um, but I've seen a lot of stuff that TMS has worked on, like 
Tiny Toons, Animaniacs. Yeah, so it makes sense that they there's some good animation here. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I've, I'm just saying, I've seen a lot of stuff that TMS has worked on. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes me think they worked on it because there's a lot of... There are times where it just looks like a Warner Brothers cartoon oh. from the 90s. Okay. It looks like Animaniacs at times. Um, and I don't know if that was a conscious decision to sort of vamp on that style or if it was just because TMS uh, was doing it. Vamp? Uh, what? Not, uh, nothing. I was trying to Nos make it. Not for A2? Not for A2. He's one of the things I remember from the show. He's his episodes real good. His is okay. Uh, here are the episodes I watched. Again, this is based on IMDb's top ten. Because this is another show that has like sixty five episodes. Yeah. Uh, Which I mean, XL, hey, good run. Hey, good run. Yeah. I watched episode uh, XL. I don't remember. Uh, oh, I should get the numbers for these. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, never mind. I'm not going to do that. I don't have it anymore. Uh, XL, Little Secrets, Nosfer A two. Uh, Lost in Time, War and Peace and War, The Shape Stealer, The Planet Destroyer, Supernova, Rookie of the Year, and Mira's Wedding. Hmm. And I assume you watched the two-parter that is the opener for this. Yes. Um. Okay. So it's actually a three-parter. Oh, wow. I, I thought it was just a two-parter. No. Um. But the thing is, where I was watching it, because maybe it's available on Disney+, Plus, but I don't have Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, the where I had it only had the first two parts, and the wasn't concluded in the first two parts. Oh, okay. Uh, but I remember, like when this first came out, I rented the VHS. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was you know, I think it was called the Adventure Begins or whatever. Yeah, something like that. And I knew it had a conclusion. Um. And I could have watched the they the website also had the adventure begins. I just mm-hmm. didn't feel like watching that because I'd already I should have. I'm lazy, okay. Uh, set the precedent in the first episode. Yeah, it's fine. Anyway, uh, there's oh there's one scene in one of the earlier episodes. It's probably. It's probably either in the the two three parter or an XL or Little Secrets, where uh, Zerg just goes, "That's Jim Kraken Dandy." <laughs> just thought that was a funny thing to have your villain say. Yeah, he says a lot of shit. Yeah, um, one of the things I remember most from this show is him, and I remember again the Nos for A two and the episodes that he appears in. I remember very well. Of the Mainly episodes because... I watched, he only appeared in the one that bears his name. Yeah, he appears a couple of other times, I think. He's like a Yeah, he's a good villain. He's a semi recurring um, villain. Yeah. I, there's one where I think he goes up against Zerg. Okay. Which is pretty which is pretty cool. But but I can't remember. It's been Villains a while. fighting villains is always fun. The other villain I remember very vividly, there was a, a a woman, I think she was a queen of a planet and like her whole she had like a giant a giant head. I saw like, screen grabs of that. I'm sad that wasn't in the one. Yeah, she, she had a Saturn ring around it, and she had like psychic yeah. powers, and she had a whole thing like where she had a crush on Buzz. She had what? She had like a crush on Buzz. Oh, okay. I feel like I remember that episode from when I was a kid. 
Yeah, I remember that one very vividly. Yeah. Um, another thing that they did that I really liked, mm-hmm. they just immediately neuter Zerg. <laughs> like, uh. if we go back to other, like, adventure cartoons, and this is mostly a comedy with adventure theming. Yeah. But it's still an adventure cartoon, ostensibly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like, let's look at He-Man or G.I. Joe. Skeletor and Cobra Commander are first supposed to be scary, but then they become popular. Get you next And so they time. sort of neuter them, mm. and they introduce someone scary. That's where we get Hordak and, I guess, Destro? I, I, I have never really I watched th- G.I. Joe. Hordak was the villain from She-Ra. No, he was originally on Masters of the Universe. I thought for sure he was the She-Ra villain. I'm sure he was on She-Ra too, but... Mm-hmm. They share a canon. The Saturday I mean, morning. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they do. I just assumed that he was the She-Ra villain and Skeletor was the He-Man villain. But anyway. Maybe I'm thinking... I know at some point they introduce a new villain into he because people like uh, Skeletor too much. Yeah. And they, so they can't have him doing heinous shit. They did that with freaking um, Shredder, too. Yeah. Crying. In the, in the 80s show. Yeah, I remember. Um... But yeah, they just do they just do that right off the bat with Zerg. They just he's a dork, a dinkus right from the start. Moron. Not a moron. He is competent. He's just not more competent than Buzz. Yeah, he's just a <laughs> oh, what's the word? Yeah, I, I yeah, he's just a dinkus. You're right. Yeah, I and you know it sets the tone for the show, and I like the show's tone. Mm-hmm. Get you next time, Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. Also, also, I remember that being a reoccurring joke. Yeah. I mean, that's basically how like every episode ends. I'll get uh, you, Dolph. Forget it. <laughs> I remember that one very vividly. Like he's just like, ah, oh, fed him. I don't even want to bother anymore. Yeah. Oh, Frank Wilker is in this show. Oh. There, he's the Grubs, which are one of. Uh, Two minion types. Oh, for Zerg? Yeah. That makes sense. He has the grubs. Which are little dudes that kind of sound like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not a really good imitation of them. They have like a weird accent. Okay. Um, It's a very Frank Welker voice, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he also has these like brains in jars. Oh, I remember those guys. They're like his science team. And they all have anxiety. Yeah, because they're like they don't want to be blown up by Zerk. Yeah, oh, I remember the. I remember that. Yeah. Um. Oh, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Uh, you you asked me about the animation quality, or and I have a note on that. Okay. It varies from like Duck Ducktales quality to Family Guy. Like woof. Okay. The problems with Family Guy's animation is generally the art style. Mm-hmm. The animation itself is still generally solid. It's fine. It's serviceable. It does what it needs yeah. to do. So, like, even at its worst, it's still sufficient fine. animation. It's not bad. It's not, like, mm-hmm. shitty Flash animations from 2001. Mm-hmm. Actually, it wouldn't have even been Flash at that point. It would have been Shockwave, but whatever. Ugh. <laughs> Did I hit you in the in the oh. uh, the aid? Oh. oh fuck! 
Uh, how about this one? Remember going to Albino Black Sheep to watch the French erotic film? Oh, I remember going to Albino Black Sheep. Uh, <laughs> to watch Mushrooms, Mushrooms and the Spider-Man dance. Yeah. Anyway. <sighs> anyway. Um... We'll put these stairs here. <laughs> anyway. Go to sleep, old man. You're younger than me. Shut the f. Yeah, but that doesn't mean I can't feel old. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, you just eventually accept that that's how you feel all the time, bud. Uh, I'm just impatient for you to reach that point. I just want to be a child at heart. Anyway, let's let's talk about cartoons. Yeah. Um. Oh. Sometimes it looks real anime. Mm-hmm. I mean, that might be just because of um different uh different offshore animation studios working on yeah i'm pretty that's part of what makes me think tms worked on it Mm -hmm. because there are times where you know um you know do you watch a lot of cartoons from the 80s uh none of the not that many okay uh you know like sometimes you'll do you ever go on binges of watching like 80s cartoon intros uh yeah Okay. Have you ever seen one and just been like, oh, that looks like anime from the 80s? Yeah, for sure. Even though it's definitely not, like, imported anime? Yeah, because the intro is definitely animated overseas. Yeah. This entire show has moments where it looks like that. Cool. Uh, Where it just has a sort of, like, older anime look to it. Not, like, even old for the period it's from. Mm -hmm. Like, it looks like fucking Ghost in the Shell or... Akira or some shit. Uh, no, I'd say 80s more than 90s. Okay, like Gundam then. Yeah. Um. Freaking gotcha, man. Yeah. Mira in particular. Again, Mira. Mira shows up a lot in my notes. Um. Mm-hmm. But, uh. She, she in particular has very anime looks. She has slight features and big eyes. Mm-hmm. It's just that's the anime look. Yeah, it is. Um, <sighs> no story two, very good. Yeah. Uh, that that episode was interesting. Mm-hmm. XR. So okay, the B plot of that episode mm-hmm. is uh. You know what? I'm. I want to talk about the. You know what? I probably should have done this right off the get go. The show's concept. Mm-hmm. We already said it's the show Buzz is from in universe of Toy Story. Yes. Um. So the major players in that show are Buzz, and Emperor Zerg is the main villain. Uh, there's Warp Dark Matter, who used to be Buzz's partner, but is now a traitor and he works for Zerg. I mean, the, his parents named him Warp, Warp Dark Matter. It was only a matter of time. Listen, the Dark Matters have a long... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, the, name's, the name's Jim Dark Magic. Yeah. Of the New Hampshire Dark Magics? <laughs> yes. Boy, th- there's a reference no one's going to get. I don't get it either. Sorry. It's, don't worry, it's from, from Acquisitions Incorporated. 
I have no idea what that is. It's a D and it was like the original D and D podcast. Oh, okay. Anyway. anyway, um, and basically, but Buzz first thinks Warp died because he told him to leave him in a building that exploded. Mm-hmm. You know how it goes, and so he's like, "No more partners." Yeah, like I, I don't do partners anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. And then Mira yeah. gets assigned to him as a partner. And he's like, I don't have a partner! Yeah, I don't, um, like, li- like, listen, rookie. Yeah. And then the, the uh, little green guys, little green men, the LGMs, uh, are like, you know, we solved your uh, problem. You say there's no one that can keep up with you. Well, we made a robot that no matter how bad you blow it up or crush it or destroy it, be put back together. He works on cartoon physics. Yeah. Uh, also, vaguely reminds, Earthworm, vaguely reminds me of Earthworm Jim. Yeah. Uh, his entire design feels very Earthworm Jim. And he's tiny, another... He, what? Tiny head. It's the tiny head. Yeah. Anyway. He's the other character that I feel gets better animation than any of the others. Mm-hmm. Him and Mira. Uh, there are moments where Mir's animation is just so smooth and perfect. The other character that is on the team, Booster is his name? Booster. He was a custodian uh, at Star Command hmm. who wanted to be a ranger so bad. And ranger he sort fan, of... Ranger fanboy. Yeah. Uh, and he was studying, you know, to get into the training program. And he just sort of fell backwards into being a ranger. That him actually becoming a ranger was third part of that three parter that I didn't get to watch. Oh, um, somehow they come together and they're a team. They work good together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the concept of the show is just them being a team and going on adventures. Yeah, fighting Zerg and his various henchmen. If I was going to compare him to an 80s action cartoon villain, mm-hmm. I'd actually compare him to uh, Cobra Commander more than Skeletor or Megatron. I always thought of him more as a sillier Dr. Claw. I could see... I see where you're going with that. Um, The only reason I would go Cobra Commander... Mm-hmm. Is because he has his own forces, which are the the hornets, his robots. Oh, I remember those guys. Those guys actually had a cool design. Yeah, that was a cool robot design. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he doesn't use the robots, he outsources mm-hmm. to someone like Warp or uh, whoever knows for a two or uh, the Shape Stealer. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's sort of from what I I really haven't watched a lot of GI Joe, but from what mm-hmm. you know, Cobra Commander will send the Cobra Troopers or the Vipers, mm-hmm. and then if that's not working, he'll get Destro or, or they, uh, yeah, he has other elite people, yeah, who yeah. aren't technically part of Cobra, but you know he though they are out. Some of them are not all of them. And Destro's them. an arms dealer who consorts with him a lot. Yeah, and I think 
freaking um, Storm Shadow is technically not a part of Cobra. Yeah. He's a, he's a mercenary. Even though he has the Cobra insignia on him. Yeah, well, you know, branding. Yeah. Uh, Why do you put evil at the evil at the beginning of everything you make? I'm trying to make a brand. <laughs> That's also a reference nobody's going to get. Which will tell us. That's a Shaolin Showdown. Jack oh, Spicer. yeah. Jack Spicer. Yeah. Evil, sorry, Jack Spicer. Evil genius. <laughs> it's been a long time since I watched that show. He's the best part of that show. <laughs> he genuinely is, yeah. Anyway. Uh... So, yeah. It, I just Mira and XR just have better animation on them in the mm-hmm. episodes I watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, the episode War, Peace, and War mm-hmm. has this distinct feeling of uh, we're tired of censors, let us have cartoon violence. Mm. Because the premise of that episode basically is there's a giant floating like ghost head that summons the little green men and the uh, the grubs. Mm-hmm. And it sort of like controls them, and it's like, you know, it it, it says it's a uh, a giant celestial being, a god, basically. Like the watcher. And it's tired. Yeah. No. Um, like a god. Oh, okay. Uh, maybe more like Galactus. Yeah, maybe. Uh. And basically, it says it's tired of war, it's tired of violence, strife, mm-hmm. and it just like the it's controlling the grubs and the little green men, and both are just assembling all the weapons on both sides. Hmm. And uh, Buzz is like, I don't trust it because he still wants to, you know, defeat Zerg. He wants to defeat evil. He doesn't want to make peace. Yeah. Uh, he wants to make peace by defeating evil, not by defeating violence. Hmm. Which is a very weird statement to say, and it wasn't one I planned on saying, but it I was mean, the easiest way to describe. No, I mean, no, it's a, it makes sense. It's a very complicated, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um. Basically, it turns out they're uh, an invading force from another or, galaxy. Of course. Yeah, it, it's all fake, but uh, it very much like early in the episode, it has like this feeling of. Uh, you know, just like censors telling the TV show executives, hey, less violence, please. And I'm just being it's mm-hmm. funny. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't want to give any credit to Quentin Tarantino. Mm. But uh, have have you seen that one interview with him? It's on like a TV news channel and there's like that, like a concerned mother's group spokesperson saying. But why does it have to be so violent? And he just goes, because it's fun, Jan. (laughs) That's basically how this episode feels in the early parts of it. Got it. People are like, why does this character have to be a bad person? People are flawed, Carol. Yeah. (laughs) 
uh, it also sometimes has like a JLU vibe, like a less, like a more funny JLU vibe to it. Mm -hmm. Maybe just because so much of it is in space. Yeah, maybe. Um, any like ob obvious Star Trek, Star Wars? Yeah. Joke. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. And to sum it all up, Zerg's basically a middle manager. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Middle management. The most uh, evil of evils. Yeah. Other than the corporate bigwigs. Yeah. You got anything to add? Uh, No, I but I, again, I do remember a lot of... It's sort of like, it's one of those things where I remember a lot of things and I don't remember a lot of things about that show. Yeah. The, the things I remember I really like. like again, Nos 4 a is one of the ones... I mainly remember his design and his voice and the pun of his name. Yeah. It's a good pun. Yeah, and, it really is. Uh, I remember a lot of the visual design from that show and like the Hornets. I remember them and I remember the, the commander, Commander Nebula. Voiced by Adam Carolla. Yeah. Weird okay. pull there. This is a I don't know if this is any of the episodes you watch, but it turns out he's just ahead. Yeah. Because <laughs> you only see him in the thing. And there's an episode where you see him he's like, oh, he's just ahead. Yeah. <laughs> like he's a little like a head on like a little tiny robot thing. Yeah. Oh, it's really funny. Yeah. Uh, the present of space is interesting. Got the two mouths. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, don't they have don't don't two mouths have two different voice actors coming out of them? I remember them having the same like black lady voice. Oh it's been a while, but I I think yeah. I, I, don't, I don't She know only I'm showed thinking. up in like two of the episodes. I think she does show up. I remember her showing up in the Santa Claus episode, actually. I, I didn't see the Santa Claus episode. Yeah, I don't yeah, think I've I, ever seen that. I, I just remembered it because I liked how they explained Santa Claus being able to go across the galaxy. He, he stops, stops time, right? He stops, he stops time. Yeah, you, I, you told me about that when I picked this. Zawardo! Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Dio Brando is Santa. How many chestnuts have you eaten? <laughs> Um, for me, this show is uh. Now I'm just imagining a punch rush fest, and instead of muda muda, it's ho 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 ho. ho. <laughs> uh, you know, you know which uh which version of Santa I could picture doing that? A uh, freaking the one from uh, what's it called? Rise of the Guardians. Yeah, Rise of the Guardians. Ho 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 ho. Looks like. Look, motherfucker looks like he runs an underground BDSM club. Man, I love that movie. We should watch that movie. That, yeah, that. We'll we watch it closer that. to Christmas. Well, I mean, it's it is November. We're getting there. We'll watch it like. And it's not technically closer Christmas. to Christmas. Not technically a Christmas movie. It's not got Santa in it. Yeah, but it's not about Christmas. It's about winter. Whatever. Anyway, we Whatever. might talk about that. For yeah, that's December. the only reason I'm allowing it on because I yeah. hate Christmas movies. I mean, if I see Klaus, I'll I'll talk about it, and I'll talk about Eight Crazy Nights. Fair enough. Every time a Christmas movie is brought up on this show, I'll talk about Eight Crazy Nights. Mm. Unless it's an actual good movie, like Klaus, I might talk about the uh, Rugrats Hanukkah episode. Mm-hmm. 
because that was an actual good episode, if I remember correctly. I just want to say Klaus, because holy shit, is it pretty. Yeah, it really is. It's so pretty. You watch it and tell me about it. If I if I see it, if I have the chance to see it, I'll tell you about it. Yeah. It's on Netflix. Hmm. I like that. That's where it's premiering. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. A Netflix movie. Then I'll probably be able to find, I'll probably be able to watch it, but you know, no promises. Yeah. Anyway, uh, anything yeah. else to say about um, Buzz, Buzz Lightyear? Yeah, you said you, you were saying the, it's one you mostly remember well mm-hmm. from when you were a kid, and uh, most days I don't, I didn't remember it existed. Mm-hmm. And then when I did, no, I I feel that too. And then when I did, I was like, oh yeah, that show was good. Yeah, I it's I never had like super clear memories. I just remember the characters and the settings. Yeah, for real. Yeah, f- same here. I I remember like certain things like very yeah, quickly. like it started coming back to me as I continued watching it. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, but it fell into like a list of shows from that era that I remember them airing and watching them every often. School. I remember coming home like from middle school and watching mm. it occasionally. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Uh, it it was like that and like House of Mouse. God, House of Mouse. I like House of Mouse. We're gonna re- we're gonna visit that because I'm just genuinely curious about that show. Yeah, I don't know how we're gonna do it. Cause... Very vague. I mean, we're gonna do it by picking the ten best from IMDb. <laughs> yeah, true. Anyway. Um, anyway, yeah, it's a good show. I like this one a lot. Um, I'm, I pro I might go and watch some episodes after this actually. Yeah, you should. Cause it's damn fun show. Uh, you know, I'd recommend the adventure begins. Definitely yeah. the the origin the the three parter. I remember that was the one I remember most vividly. Yeah, uh, War Peace and War is good. I also mm-hmm. like the Planet Destroyer. I'll probably not watch the Nos Four A Two episode just because it's the. That was a really good one. I really liked Rookie of the Year. Mm. Supernova is really good because it's uh, it's a Mira heavy episode. It's also kind of like a drug PSA episode, but they do it in an interesting way. Oh, that's cool. Where, uh, so she, she basically has like Martian manhunt powers. Yeah, she has, she can, she can become intangible, right? Yeah. But she can't, uh, but it's, she can't shapeshift like Martian manhunt. No, 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 no. And she doesn't have super strength that she can't or, become super dense or whatever. Or she can't fly. God, Martian manhunter is super powerful. <laughs> she can fly when yeah. she's phasing. Oh, okay. That makes sense because she doesn't I think, have cause I she think. doesn't have mass. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I've seen shots of her like as she's phasing, like going you know what, they all have jetpacks. So Yeah, it's fair. Tough. They can all fly. Um <laughs> I remember boosters being like really big compared to everybody else's. They were like big rockets. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh but no supernova's good because uh <clears throat> It, it you rather than just her like getting hooked, she phases through an energy source at the beginning. She phases through a reactor at the beginning in order to defeat like Zerg. Oh, and she like it's like, it's- and she absorbs the energy from the reactor, and she just like mm-hmm. 
she has like more energy. She feels like supernova, basically. Yeah. And it's sort of like Dark Phoenix doing cocaine for the first time where they're just like, oh, oh, I can do everything. I wonder if it was like a Dark Phoenix reference. I think it was more just a cocaine reference. Yeah, maybe. Because it like, wasn't uh, like she was out of control. She didn't like lose control mm-hmm. uh, of her power. What happened was like she ran out of the juice because she started habitually going through the reactors, even mm-hmm. though like her dad, the king of whatever, whatever, who's kind of, who's like an he's like racist. Her mm. racist dad got it. Um, is like you really shouldn't be doing that. It's really bad. Uh, I experimented with that when I was your age. Telling mm. you bad bad times are ahead if you keep doing it. Yeah. And uh, Commander Nebula warns her, and she keeps doing it. And then she's fighting Zerg, and the energy runs out in the middle of the fight, and it's just like withdrawal. It's just she. Like has no energy at all. I'm sorry. What happened? I remembered something. What? You said she got like superpowers from it was like it was like a cocaine thing. And Uh then I remembered snow flame. (laughs) What is that from? Snow flame is a fucking uh, DC villain from the New Guardians. He has a drug-powered oh, supervillain. Yeah, I, I. His quote <laughs> is, "I am Snowflame. Every cell of my being burns with white-hot ecstasy. <laughs> Cocaine is my god, and I am the human instrument of its will." Oh God. So he's just Dr. Roxo, the rock and roll clown who does cocaine. Cocaine is my god, and I am the human instrument of its will. <laughs> I'm Dr. Roxo, the rock and roll clown. I do cocaine. I, re- I, re- I remember specifically from the Linkara review where he talked about that comic. Mm. <sighs> god. Comic books are great. <laughs> the 80s, brought to you by cocaine. Boy, anyway. Yeah. Um Whew. Yeah, Buzz Lightyear was good, man. Like definitely watch that. But you know what's mm-hmm. better than what's... Mm-hmm. than Buzz Lightyear Star Command? What's that? Okay, KO. Let's be heroes. Let's start the show. Alright, break. By the way, before we even get started on that. Mm-hmm. The extended theme song is available on iTunes and Spotify. So if you're at all interested in something like that, I know I just bought it this morning because that's a good song. It has Mm -hmm. my favorite musical trope, Mm -hmm. and that's the disco strings. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to... Yeah, we're going to take a quick break, guys. It's going to be just a second for y'all, but for us, it might be a little longer. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be heroes. Yeah. And welcome back, everybody. We're coming at you with uh, OKKO. Let's be heroes. Mm-hmm. Uh, easily, easily. One of my top two shows of the last 10 years. Mm. I can see why. 
Uh, it it's this and Gravity Falls. For just just as a heads up, we didn't watch the entirety of the first season. We watched up to the first no. twenty two minute special TKO. Yes, this is the first half of the first season. Yeah, we are definitely going through the entire series because almost totally. Totally. all of my thought. I have a good amount of thoughts on this first half of the season because oh, the one other one, but some of them are spoilers. What? Some of them are some of the thought spoilers. Yes, know, some of them the, are spoilers. I know the plot actually matters in this show. Yes. Um, but really what it is is all of the big reveals for the rest of the series come from these first 26 episodes. Neat. Like everything. Like there's stuff that gets paid off that is like built off of the setup from these episodes. Like there's stuff added onto the setup. Cool. But the payoff of the final season all comes from these first 22. Okay. So we're definitely revisiting the series. We just talked about the opening before the break. I didn't know this. The opening sequence was storyboarded by Hiroyako Imaishi from Studio Trigger? Yeah. What? Okay. Ian Jones Quarterly, the showrunner, uh, also well known for working on... Uh, uh, Steven Universe and a couple other Cartoon Network shows, and also Voice of Radicles. Yes, and Daryl. And Daryl. Uh, but more than any of that, one of my favorite web comics from when I was in high school, uh, RPG World. Oh yeah, was created by him, which has a conclusion in the show, but not in these first twenty-two episodes. Neat. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm a huge fan of Ian Jones Quarterly. Uh, just it have been since I was like 14. Mm-hmm. He plays uh, a lot of characters on this show. What? He like plays a lot of tertiary characters on this show. Yeah. Uh, he's just good. He's all like Alex Hirsch. Yeah, I think he's a nerdier Alex Hirsch. Yeah. Uh... Alex Hirsch is a nerd, but he's a different type of nerd. He's a nerdier black Alex Hirsch. No, I, I, you know, I don't, I wouldn't compare him to Alex Hirsch at all. I mean, it just sense that like he's directing the show and he's like a lot of the voices in the show. That's the only thing. I'd because... say he's a more professional. If I was going to compare him to anyone from anything we know, I compare him to either. Mm-hmm. You know what? I wouldn't compare him. Mm-hmm. He's just he's a nerdy kind of weeby. He comes from video games and anime in the 90s and 80s. Boy, is there a lot of anime. Oh, yeah, a lot of video games. Um, I just wanted to say uh, I remember seeing the pilot for this long time before the show called, came out. Called Turbo, wasn't it? The original pilot. <sighs> I think it was still called OKK. Okay, Oh, no, it was called Lakewood Plaza Turbo, which is the name of the strip mall. Yeah, the that makes sense. Bodega is in. Uh, in that, the voice of KO is uh, Stephanie Nadaloni, Nadalni, yeah. mm-hmm. which is the voice of Gohan. In yeah. Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. And also Kid Goku in the English dub of Dragon Ball. Yep. And GT. But uh, uh, another anime's voice actor this instance, Laird Jill Miller, who is the dub voice of Kari in Digimon. She yeah. Play, she plays Fink in this. 
Yeah. Oh, oh my God. What? It, what? It's one for one. I, that didn't even occur to me until you said it. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same voice. It's just her voice. It's just her voice. It's evil. Kari. It's evil. Kari is a little rat. Is a little rat girl. <laughs> Holy sh think is great. Yeah. I like think just gets better. Yeah, I, she, um, we we only get one episode with her venomous in this first part half of the season, but yeah. Okay, can I just say right off the top? Yeah, venomous. I feel attacked as a person oh. by this character. <laughs> I'm feeling attacked. You're feel even more attacked as this series goes on, dude. I feel attacked. How dare they make this man so sexy? <laughs> How dare they? <laughs> Oh, dude, you! Oh, I've seen you, screen, I've seen screenshots of him with like sharp teeth, and I was like, "Oh no, you are like little baby." I am like little. You baby. do not even know. God, I'm. So, I was so attacked by this character. He's so important, and that's well, I, all I'm gonna say. Oh, I know he's important. I mean, clearly he is. Like he he gets set up early on with the card, and then he shows up with Bobkman, and then like he's. The shadowy figure for with TKO. Clearly, he's very important. He's a very important. Okay, well now you're telling spoilers. Am I mean this is? It's this obvious is... that he's shadowy uh, stranger. Like, it's but... so obvious. Yeah, they they try to not they yeah they, they try to keep it vague, but it's still just obvious so to obvious. everyone. It's so obvious. His power level is even the same. Yeah. By the way, mm -hmm. Jim Cummings is uh, Box Lord Man. Boxman. Yeah. Amazing. I think it's the best he's ever done. That's. Mm. I just think it's okay. You know why I think it's the best he's ever done? Why? It was literally written for him. Hmm. Like they had to have created Boxman with Cummings in mind because it all plays to Cummings strength. Yeah. Okay. Fair. The only way they could have done it more mm -hmm. is if they made him from Louisiana. I just. You know what? Maybe I'll change my mind once I see more of this show. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, it, it's just Cummings at his... He's definitely had more impressive performances because he's like an actual good actor. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, I mean, I get, I, I, Darkwing Duck is and Nega Duck are still my favorite performances by him personally. Yeah. But this the role is a softball to him because oh, yeah, it was so just easy. made with him in mind. It's playing to his strengths. Mm -hmm. And so you just get to see that he's screaming. He's a villain. <laughs> it's just perfect in every way. Boxman is literally. Yeah, he wasn't born to play Boxman, but Boxman was born to be played by him by Jim Cummings. Yeah. Yeah. You know who I also I feel attacked by several characters in this show, specifically some background characters. Red the, action. The, well, she's a teenager. Oh, oh, you're talking about attack because sexy. Never mind. Attack because sexy. Um, I thought you meant like personality. Oh no, no, I, I like her though. I mean, we'll get we'll get to I'll get to that in a second. But I feel attacked. Carol. By... Carol's a fox. Yeah. What was that one episode for the Enid? Like, who's the babe? That's my, my mom. mom. <laughs> Enid, big buy energy. Oh yeah. Um, what I was gonna. You don't even know, dude. Specifically, um, the uh. That one lady in Carol's dojo that's like the four armed buff older lady. Oh, yeah, that's that's I'm your like, 
And I'm like, oh, I feel attacked. It's everything yeah. I want. She's buff. She's got four arms. She's an older lady. Like, oh, this character was yeah. made for me. First, that that Junji Ito. This hole was made for me. <laughs> <laughs> this it's just shaped like monster monster people <laughs> and buff ladies. Yeah. Oh, but no, Carol is. Oof. Oof. Okay, I feel personally attacked. But Bye. not because of sexiness. Mm-hmm. Because they're calling out my teenage personality. With who? Radicles? No. Oh, the Cactus Crew. Fucking! That's one of the episodes that stands out the most. Is that it's one? so good. The lead singer of Corn. I know. Oh, it's so oh, good. I was such a Corn fan when I was in high school. Uh. You're or awake in the demon. Ninth grade. You're awake in the yeah. demon inside me. Bloom <laughs> <clears throat> in I can't even do a good imitation. That's what I mean when I feel attacked. They're mm-hmm. and then the line, is this really how we were six to eleven years ago? <laughs> six to eleven years ago. That's how old I am. Six to eleven years. That's how old I am. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, oh, last week I mentioned Jim Rash. He had no idea who. He was. Mm-hmm. He's in here too. He's Mister Logic. Oh, really? Uh, I'm just going to okay. point out Jim Rash every time you come across him because I love Jim Rash. He's hilarious. Okay. You know who else is in this, but only in one episode? Who? Keith fucking David. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, crinkly wrinkly. Crinkly wrinkly. Does the narrator voice? It's like, oh, yeah. Keith David. Keith fucking David. God, I love your voice. I want to hear. Sure, it. I have that in my notes some here. I want to hear that all day. Yeah. Just play uh, Mass Effect. He's in there. Mm, play what? Mass Effect. Oh, he's in that. I didn't know. He plays the Admiral. Oh, and freaking uh, Saints Row. He plays himself. Yeah. Well. In Saints Row 4, he plays himself. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. There's a and, lot of really fun background characters and tertiary characters that are just good designs. Yeah. Punching like, Judy is probably just mm-hmm. my fav- my favorite uh, like visual gag. Mm-hmm. Because you know what the Punching Judy no, I don't. is, right? No, I don't. You know those uh, puppet shows? Oh! Where it's just two people <laughs> hitting each other. Oh, okay. Those are called Punching Judy shows. Okay. And then she's a boxer. Neat. Uh, yeah. Then another it, it's one just a fun... Yeah. Yeah. I, I get you, I get you. Another background character that stands out to me is like that that mummy girl with the, the, the little ribbon. She only shows up once or twice. I know. She, she's such a good design. She's cute. Yeah. Um, And the freaking real, real magical skeleton, what's his name? The oh, bear guy. Uh, Dave? Yeah, Dave. His I shirt think keeps... it's Dave. I'm not 100%. It took but... me a while. I, I'm sad that I didn't catch the shirt joke the first time he showed up because I'm like, man, I need to go back and catch all the, sh- the shirt changes now. Yeah. He shows up less and less as the series goes on because mm-hmm. there's really only so much you can do with those two. I mean, yeah. I did like their really big game moment at the prom. Yeah. That's one thing I'll say about this show is we have a lot of 
at least nowadays, we have a lot of women loving women representation in Western cartoons. Not a lot of men loving men. Not a lot of men loving men, and this show is delivering, I think. It's got two so far. Yeah, we've got Boxman and Venomous, and we got those two. Oh, three. Oh, and then who else? The the Commando and the Monk. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, neat. I didn't like you see that's in the prom episode too. I'm pretty sure. Oh, I didn't notice that. That's adorable. It's just in the background, though. Okay, that's that's cute. Yeah. Uh, We need more of it, but I'm glad it's here. Yeah. And no, before anyone says it, Voltron doesn't count. No, it really does. Anything where it's after the fact and the boyfriend dead doesn't count. We don't count barrier gays. Thank you. No. But no, at that moment in the the venomous episode where he just he just like watching box fan just the muscles. Yeah. (laughs) It's like God, this is gay. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was one gag I really liked mm-hmm. where uh, I don't remember what episode it was, but uh, KO was like writing in a notepad and he spelled something wrong. There was like the spell check squiggly. Oh, yeah. I remember that. That's yeah. Good. Good that, that was really good. Yeah. Uh, Joe Cuppa. Joe Cuppa. I genuinely find Joe Cuppa funny and I'm I mean... worried. I was kind of about to say he feels like your kind of guy. I mean, it's again, it's just a Rodney Dangerfield imitation. And that's all you need to get me to maybe, like you. I like Rod- maybe we should watch, maybe we should watch Ro- Rover Dangerfield. I haven't seen that since I was a little kid. I love that. I rented that so many times as a kid. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, I tell you, oh, I heard of corn dogs, but this is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but my favorite no, character, my favorite character is Enid. <laughs> Enid's, yeah, I, I think... love Enid. She's my so far. She's my favorite character. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else shows up. I mean, I like Venomous, but I haven't seen enough of it. Ven- Gar is my favorite character. Gar is life. Gar is Get the one I work. relate to the most. You're about to work. Yeah, don't disappoint me. Hi, Carol. How are you? <laughs> See, that's why I find him relatable. Mm-hmm. K.O. I love your mom! <laughs> what? Uh, Gar gets fleshed out a little bit throughout the series. Yeah, I, I, would, I assume a lot of them get more stuff. Yeah, later. everyone gets something. Yeah, Eni- uh, I, my favorite thing about Enid is when you get the flashback with best friend and, and like the first flashback of her is like oh my god enid was a naruto kid oh yeah i'm just like except oh. she actually could be a ninja yeah except yeah and her yeah she oh works. did you see um mm-hmm. in the uh rad and enid go on a date episode during that flashback the ninja uh, love thing the ninja love there was a bleach comparison yeah. i think there was a uh yeah, and the ninja love thing was clearly a reference to like that naruto this- sasuke or, or and also like the stuff Jiraiya writes, the in Naruto. Oh, I thought it was more just Naruto Sasuke Yaoi. Well, yeah, but that too. But it's it was called it. Ninja Love is what Jiraiya's novel series is called. I thought something. they were Make Out of Paradise. Make Out of Paradise. Yeah, you're right. I thought that was. Yeah, you're right. It's it is. They, an they're called ta- the third one is Tales of a Gutsy. Hmm. Sorry, Naruto fanboy. <laughs> You know, it's fine. Um, I'm the Naruto kid here. <laughs> it is I. 
Yeah. Tis um, I, the Frenchiest fry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Enid. Teenage Enid is adorable. A little Naruto. Well, middle school Enid. Middle school. She's still Enid. a teenager. Yeah, she's like, I think it says on the, the wiki, she's like in her late teens. Yeah, Rad so and Enid are like their last year of high school or something. Yeah, they're like 17, 18, maybe 19. Yeah. Something around there. Yeah. Uh, they're teen. Everyone's supposed to be like within eight, six to eleven. Joke. Yeah. So Rad and Enid are high school age. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ko is elementary school age. Yep. And then their flashbacks, their middle school. Yeah. Um. So I, d- I did appreciate the end of that, the date episode that uh, it was like it's just friendship. It's like I forgot something. Ko the platonic. The platonic love between friends is just as important. Oh, you know what? Full circle. That's also Dietrich Bader. Oh, neat. <laughs> Dietrich Bader is the best representation of Cupid I have ever seen and probably will ever see. Mm-hmm. That's my. Fi- I hate Cupid. That's my favorite Cupid. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Oh, God, I'm, I'm trying to think of some the episodes that I watched and see some of the ones that really stand out to me. I mean, the... The, the Blorp episode's important. Oh, yeah. It, I'm like, like, are, are, I'm like, And I'm like, are they doing what I think they're doing? Yes. Yeah. They're... they're... Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, it, it's, an, it's one of those important episodes. It's like covering multiple topics at once. Yeah. It's like and they're internet... all like important lessons. Internet fame and like slash fame in general, like the fifty minutes of fame thing, and also like stereotypes. Yeah, and they did it without like actually. It's like it's not because he's an alien. It's like it wasn't actually about. They could get. I think they could get away with it because I think if they actually did it about actual race, they probably would have gotten away with it. Like no, um, but then no one would have got let him get away with it because then, but because they made it about him being an alien, they got yeah. away with it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the uh, <laughs> I really, I mean, we talked about the, but the Know Your Mom episode with fucking Jonathan Davis, the succulentus, <laughs> just yeah, that whole thing, just yeah, that mm. that the first part of that, ep- okay, no, that whole episode is good. I was gonna say it's kind of eh, leading up to succulentus. No, I really like that bit where it's like. You're a monster. Yeah, that that's. I just remembered that. So I was like, no. Him trying to trick into eating the fucking macaroni art. Yeah. <laughs> You're a monster. Your actions uh, have consequences. <laughs> and then he has horrible food poisoning. Yeah, he from ate eating glue. uncooked pasta. Yeah. And uncooked pasta. I don't think uncooked pasta would do anything to you. Uh, I mean, raw flour can make you sick. It can. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yep. It says on the packages of raw flour, you have to cook it because flour is raw and it might make you sick. Huh. Okay. More you know. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I mean, the we're captured episode Joe. was fucking Fink and yeah. Venomous. It's a lot of, it's just a good episode. That's the, okay. That was when I had the realization they really set up everything in this first. I can't stress that enough. They mm. set up everything. It's all front loaded. Mm. 
everyone that's super important to the story gets the depth they need in these first half. Mm, I'm very curious. Uh, I think the only like, and they get even more depth as the series goes on because there's one episode later on, like in the, we actually Rad's home planet. Oh, that's what I was. That's one of the things I was really looking to is I hope they did stuff with that. Cause he mentions the, his home planet. That's in the last episode, not the last episode, the last season. Oh, cool. I'm looking forward to that. Um, and you know, they give more depth to like all the characters, but really like they set up the, like the bare necessary amount to be called deep care. Like ha- the amount necessary to say a character has depth. It's mm-hmm. all set up this first half season. The uh, face your fears episode sets up TKO. Straight up. It does. Yes. Uh, and of course, the, the, the subplot about that, that it keep getting set up with the fucking sandwich vague flashback, which is eventually going to get. We're going to find out what's up with that. I'm going yeah. to anyway. Oh, yeah, you do. Um, I'm going to know find your out. fear. I think mm-hmm. is probably. Of the. I say 26 because they're 11 minute sections, segments, segments. segments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're called, you know, the first 11 minutes is episode one. The second 11 minutes is episode two. So yeah. what we watched turns out to be 26, but it's really more like 12. Yeah. Something, something, something like that. Something like that. Um, whatever. The first 26 episodes, I think the two most important episodes are know your fear. And uh, the one with Elodie. Really? Yeah. Okay, I'm looking forward to that. Um, Elodie uh-huh. consistently becomes a uh, a marker of quality in an episode. Hmm. Not because her character or anything like that, but she really only shows up when it's important. Hmm. Interesting. So if she's in the episode, you know this is an important plot episode. Hmm. And her, the episode she's in, do you know the name of that episode off of your head? Oh, uh, hold on, I'll look. I have the list, I have the episode list. Okay. Uh, Uh, no, it's not that one. Uh, you have to care. You have to care, okay. You have to care, I think, is super important to season two. Hmm. But know your fear is super important to season three. Oh God. <laughs> I hate this. Uh, I mean TKO is obviously super important too. TKO is important definitely to season three, but he's more something that just sort of is evolves there. naturally over time. Yeah, no, but I mean the episode specifically out of the ones we watch. Yeah. It's, it's an important. Yeah. It's uh, not a phase, Mom. Yeah. I think that's the third most important episode. Wow. Of the lot that we watched. Is the one with Venomous super? I mean, I know Venomous is, becomes a thing later, but I don't know how I'm... It's important because it introduces Venomous, who's super important to the plot in general. Okay. Like, he's he like the real overarching villain of the show? I'm not saying a damn thing. Okay, well, I, that's my assumption. My assumption um, is that that Boxman is the, the he is a he is like the villain of this part of the show, but eventually Venomous will become the 
real quote unquote real villain of the show. That's my well, theory. It, it's like Zerg again. They neuter Boxman right off the bat. Well, yeah, because he's a joke. Just, yeah, he's a joke. He's a fun joke character. He's and not then, a real threat. And then Venomous is the real villain. Yes, but it's not so much. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I'll get there. I don't want to give spoilers because no, 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 no spoilers. I mean, like that's just my own. That's my own assumptions based off of the things I've seen. But I do want to say that Venomous is a real villain because there's later episodes that just sort of establish every villain is more competent than Boxman. Well, I mean, that's not hard to do. No, I but mean, I'm just saying. Is the episode with Justin in this season? With Justin? Justin McElroy? Oh, uh, I don't know. Uh, the I party think it with, is. With Boxman and Venomous, and Justin McElroy plays the, the, that one character. Yeah, uh, Billiam Milliam. Billiam yeah. Million or something like that. Well, I mean, we'll get uh, there. I was, just, I was just curious. Yeah, he shows up eventually, but I don't know. I, I don't know if that's this season. I think it is. It's mm-hmm. either season one or two. Okay. Um. Mm-hmm. Which of the three robots is your favorite? Like, there's more uh, than three robots, but the three, the three main the three, ones. Out of the three, one is, is Carol and uh, freaking uh, God. No, it, it's Daryl, Shannon. Oh, Shannon and yeah. uh, yeah, I forgot the Raymond. Last I like Raymond. Raymond. <laughs> I like Raymond. Raymond. Yeah. Uh. I like Sharon. Mm. Shannon. 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 I, she gets it's some me. good. Shannon. Yeah, she gets some good stuff later on. There's... Yeah, I, I assume they all get something. Yeah. Daryl gets the most like character growth. Yeah, he feels like he would be because he's the first one that shows up and he's like the quote unquote most useless one because he's the one that gets beat up the most. Yeah, he, he gets the most character growth, but... um. I think Shannon gets like it's a Jesse and James situation for real. Yeah. Like she's just Jesse. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you get all the fun stuff that you get with Jesse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If she actually does the Ojo Sama laugh. Yeah. Uh, there's one episode I'm real excited for that. I'm really, really, really angry that they never revisited. Mm. Um. Well, I'll even though there. I know that episode was just supposed to be like a like a fun haha gag, mm. but I just oh, you know what's another episode that stands out to me? What one where they get lost in the back room? That was a good one, playing with RPG tropes. Roll initiative, dice, dice are for nerds. I'm just like, ow. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man. I have a D&D game tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Like, ouch. Yeah. Although that no. joke is coming from a place from somebody who's played D&D. Oh, yeah. He had a fucking webcomic called RPG. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know. There's the joke. Though, I mean, okay, that webcomic was mostly just making uh, Final Fantasy 7. Mm-hmm. But still, I mean, you know, it's the same same era of, in like that sort of yeah. space. 
I mean, the entire the only reason I know anything about Final Fantasy VII is because of RPG World. I mean, the only thing I know anything about Final Fantasy VII is through osmosis, just being around people yeah, who like and, RPGs. You know. You know the thing is though. Mm-hmm. All my friends were super into it. I still never picked up anything about the plot from them. I mean, that's probably a good thing. Yeah, but I did pick up about the plot because that's what I was curious about. I'm never going to play it. I doubt I'm even going to finish the remake when it comes out. I'm looking forward to it, but I Mm -hmm. definitely have this feeling that it's just going to be one of those things that I just sort of peter out on. Mm. Uh, Anyway, OKKO. Okay, KO. Uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, Plaza... you, had, you had a bunch of notes, so go ahead. I'm running lower on them than I thought. Oh, okay. Um, Plaza? You said something about the Plaza? Plaza Prom was a really fun episode. Yeah, the dance battle with Rad and... Uh... I kind of wish that had received a little more uh, like animation budget. I mean, it had a decent amount. Yeah, there, there's parts of it that I wish were a little smoother, but overall, that was yeah. just a really good sequence. I'll say this about just, just yeah, that's sort of a nice segue. The animation in general, top notch. Oh yeah, it's real good, real well animated. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very stylish, and I remember. When I was on Tumblr a few years ago, a lot of people complained were complaining about both OKKO, but more Steven Universe about the on model uh, type thing. Uh, and uh, from what uh, I understand, don't remind me the uh, the direction Steven Universe took, where they didn't really worry about being quote unquote on model, mm-hmm. was because of Ian Jones Quarterly. Like his philosophy was, you know, as long as it looks right. Yeah, for real. Uh, I'm sure Rebecca Sugar also uh, shares that philosophy because mm-hmm. uh, that's her show, not uh, Mr. Quarterly's. Yeah, and this is his show, and but she, Rebecca is also sort of involved in this. Yeah, I mean, I'm fairly certain they're romantically involved. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, I'm Neat. pretty sure I remember reading that at one point. I have no real neat. Uh, at the like very Craig... least, they are friends. That's like that's like Craig McCracken and Lauren Faust. If if that's true, yeah. Oh, imagine if one day those two are the power couple they are. Yeah. Anyway. <sighs> anyway. Uh. Also. Uh. Rebecca Sugar, they. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. They. Yeah. Non-binary. Uh, Came out as non-binary. You're right. Yeah. They. I think I did the same thing. No, it's, mistake. it's, you know. They. Yeah. They. They worked, uh, on the sh- they worked on the show. But anyway. Yeah. I mean, they sang the, uh, the, the ending, the ending theme. theme. Yeah, for real. It's a good yeah. ending theme, too. It's cute. Yeah. I kind of wish it had more of the same energy. I mean, I really like it a lot. I do too. I, uh, did, uh, you know, the, it, this is a related side note to the off model thing, but like, 
I remember. I also remember people complaining about the show's style and how it was too simple. The reason that the show has such good animation is because the designs yeah. are so simple. Well, like, like the the simpler the design, the like more you can get out of it because it's not as much to draw. the The animation can be smoother, and I the way you and because of the off modelness, you can do more stuff with the animation because you're not afraid to like stretch the models and do stuff with I, the characters. I don't 100% agree with that. No, I'm not. You know, I'm just you know, I'm not saying that like I, all beautifully animated moves have to be simple i'm just saying that that be physically yeah. because it's a tv show you know like but then also just look at like like stuff over in japan like anime stuff you know yeah, like it's not like, as it's, simplistic it's, as it's this di- it's different that's a different market yeah and also they, a lot of the, all the stuff that gets animated here gets animated over there anyway that's true i think it's more just Western design aesthetics versus Eastern design aesthetics. Yes. Um, For sure. And I think there's just a disconnect because I think a larger amount of fans over here nowadays Uh genuinely prefer the anime design aesthetic over the American cartoon design aesthetic. Yeah. I'm not one of them. I like them both for their own reason. Um, Personal, personally, depending on like, depending on the genre, really. Mm-hmm. If something's going to be wacky and cartoony, I like the more Looney Tune, OKKO, wacky design. Mm-hmm. But if something's going to be more like, let's say, Beck Mongolian Chop Squad. Mm-hmm. Boy, that's a that's a whole that's a that's on the far farthest end of the spectrum. Yeah, like it, it, that's almost a story that, that's a, no, that is a story that can be done live action. I mean, there was a live action movie. Yeah, I've been meaning to watch that because that's one of my favorite animes. Hey, by and the one way, of my favorite mangas. Everybody, everybody, everybody go watch Mongolian Chop Squad. So good. Everybody it, go watch Back Mongolian Chop Squad and then go listen to all the music. Oh, Beat Crusaders is fucking fantastic. Nope, I mean, this music from the show, like the, in in a universe music. Yeah, but I mean Beat Crusaders wrote all oh, yeah. performed all of it. Like freaking um well they didn't perform all of it because like some of the VAs do the actual like actual singing. That's true. But they did the, all the instrumentation. Yeah, no, instrumentation for sure. Yes. Um like even in the English dub they did the the uh, vocals. Yeah. I prefer some of the, some it depends on which song it is but sometimes prefer the dub version sometimes remember for the japanese version i saw the dub version first yeah me too um i like both versions both versions are really good yeah. one thing that i remember laughing at a lot the mm-hmm. first time i watched it mm-hmm. is i was almost like 100 positive koyuki's voice actor was the same voice actor as tai from digimon no it's the same i know actor. that's not correct but yeah i was no. younger yeah but his mom is the voice of Chi Chi. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, okay, yeah, KO. sorry. Okay, KO. Um, I mean, you know, I, 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 I have the fire on that tangent, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Elodie, just super important uh, overall. Yeah, I, I assume you, she would be. Yeah. She's also a fun character. Like, mm. 
I said before, like she becomes a marker of like quality because you know the episode's going to after the fact, you know the episode's going to be important to the mm-hmm. plot overall. Like she never really shows up unless the episode's important. Yeah, actually, if she shows up and speaks. Oh, okay. Uh, I think she's shown up like in the background once or twice, but like if she's like a major player in the episode. Pay attention. I she's also, sorry. No, no, no. You go. You you're, you finish your thought. She's also just a fun character. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's all I wanted to say. Okay. Uh, I was gonna say two things. One is that the facial features episode. There's the bit where you see all of the three portraits of Enid. One of those is just a straight up reference to that one vine of that yeah. girl with the braces. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. The other one is like I know this just because of like it's hard was hard to avoid some things, but like her with the witch hat, like oh that's clearly a reference. Okay, to... you know that one. You, you know, know that spoiler. I know about the ghoul school stuff, and I know about the mom and dad. Oh, her mom is also moms in this show are just. There's all... a lot of milfs in this show. Yeah, there's a lot of milfs. I might edit this part out. I don't like admitting attraction to cartoon characters. You're gonna. Listen, you can keep the yeah, part about... Yeah, I'm fine letting you die on that sword. I'm not sure I want to die on You know what? Fine. I will I don't care about dying on that sword because I don't no. care. You Enid's can... mom is hot as shit. Mm. Carol She's is like, also hot. Carol's a fox. Anyway. Uh, yeah. God. Please keep that shit in about Venomous because I, I don't... Do not care. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not saying anything about Venomous. Yeah. But anyway, real important, just real, real important. Mm-hmm. Uh, I only had one other thing I wanted to say. Yes. Uh, the the episode, the the candy thief episode. Oh, with Ginger. Ginger. Yeah. Straight up a loop on the third reference. Yes. But more than that, her voice actress, Carol Kane. Mm-hmm. Do you, you know who that is? Mm, sounds familiar. She's like a fucking legend in like comedy. Um, she was in, uh, you ever see the TV show Taxi? Oh, I know of it, but I haven't seen it. Okay. Uh, she played Andy Kaufman's character's wife. Oh, Um, okay. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, they just played like, it's like Jewish immigrant characters. Oh, neat. Uh, just Carol Kane's fucking hilarious. Uh, I'm trying to think of any seen her in. Did you watch uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? No, but I've seen clips from it. She plays the landlady in that. Oh, okay. She's funny in everything she's in. Carol Kane's a fucking gift to this world. Yeah, the thing that stood out to me was, of course, that that flashback sequence, which was straight up a loop on the third slash Shotaro Ishinomori reference, because the style was very Shotaro Ishinomori slash. Yeah, it, it was straight up that, what you just said. I remember. About, should we talk about Lupin at some point? Eventually. Yeah, uh, which, Castle which, of Caligostro has been on my list for fucking ever. That new show, Lupin Part 5, is really good. I don't doubt it. I've been meaning to watch a um, woman named Fujiko Mine. Mm, I've, I really want to see the new movie, too. The, the CG one? It looks so that good. looks fantastic. It looks so good. You know what else looks really good that I'm super shocked by? What? Scoob. Yeah, yeah. 
It does look good. I saw that trailer and I liked everything about it. Mm-hmm. I liked that joke at the end that was like, like, ugh, is the villain my dad? <laughs> Daphne. Yeah. I'm gen- I was so on the fence about that movie, and then the trailer just sold me. I'm sure we just saw every good bit from the movie <laughs> in the trailer. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, the only thing I'm looking forward to, like for sure, for sure, is what's the remix of the Scooby Doo theme in this movie? Alien, uh, aliens. No, but I mean the theme song. Oh, you mean the theme song? Okay. Yeah. What's, got it, what's got the it. remix gonna be? Of the because they they gotta have one in every. Movie. Yeah. A remix of the theme song, and I'm wondering if it's gonna be a good one. Okay. We're calling it right here on the podcast. Is it gonna be a hip hop version, a punk rock version? Or is it just going to be the original theme song? Hmm. I think it's going to be like a pop version. Okay. Think, yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm going to say a pop version, which I okay. wouldn't be opposed to if it's if it's if it's a good one. Yeah. Want to turn it down? Mm-hmm. Have you seen the trailer for that SpongeBob movie that has the real interesting looking style? I mean, it's it's the same style that they did for the CGI stuff. For they did, okay. yeah. Uh, I I don't I didn't see the second SpongeBob movie. I mean, now that I die, I just I stopped caring about SpongeBob. Okay, just because it's like after a certain point, SpongeBob just became dead to me. Okay, that's that's a shame. I mean, it's like Simpsons mm. for me. I miss when SpongeBob was funny. Anyway, yeah. Hey, I got a. Another cartoon question for you, because I figured this seems like something you would have watched. Mm-hmm. Is DC Superhero Girls any good? I haven't watched it. It looks cute. I want to. It's got Lauren, Lauren Faust involved, so I'm sure it's mm-hmm. solid. It looks and like, I really like all the designs. It's basically, it's basically, it looks like Monster High, but superheroes instead of Monster Girls. That's it. That's what it looks like. Monster to me. High like, any good? Uh. From what I've heard, it's, it has some good stuff in it. Like it's like it's one of those things where there's so many of them, it's like you're going to get some bad ones. But some of the, okay. I've I've heard the good ones are good. I'm probably going to look into that because it. I really just like all the designs. I like all the characters they bring out. Mm-hmm. And tying it back to uh, mm-hmm. something we talked about before, but uh, shit, what's her name again? Nicole Sullivan, Supergirl. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, to anyway, uh, okay, Ko. Any final things to say about the episodes we did watch? It's just so. F- I think it's like gets it. Uh, it gets I'm, better. I, I I can tell. No, 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 no. Not only does it get better, it starts so good, mm-hmm. and then it just gets even better. Yeah, but just like, like this first twenty five episodes, just set up every beat of the series. I guess I'll find out, won't I? I. Uh, mm-hmm. This is something we'll talk about after we finish up the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I already picked out what I want us to watch. Uh, for next week. Mm-hmm. But I'm seriously debating whether I just want to continue with. I would not be I would not be opposed to continuing with KKO. Okay. Okay, we might do that. 
especially since it's we have since it's like still we we can finish up the first season and then, you know yeah okay then yeah we, I we do something different and then you know maybe a couple episodes later would we'll go to season two or you know whatever no I think we should just continue with okay ko till we finish it. That's okay. how I'm feeling right now. You know what? Because yeah, I just can... really fucking love the show. Maybe we should just do that occasionally. Yeah. The uh, really good. The really you know good. what we'll definitely be doing that with? Mm-hmm. ATLA. Yeah. There's no the... way in hell I'm watching season one of Avatar The Last Airbender and then not immediately Watch. watching season two and three and then all of Korra. Oh, man. I haven't actually watched all of Korra. Well, we're going to watch all of Core because I fucking. We'll get anyway. We're, we're, we're talking about yeah. shit that's, that's way in the future. Yeah, we're it, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We'll, we're hey. saving ATLA. Yeah, anyway. we're saving ATLA. I feel like that should be like an anniversary show. It, it, it should be. Anyway, yeah. either it's anniversary or the show's anniversary. One or yeah, the other. Or a milestone episode or something. Yeah. 20th uh, episode or some shit. Something like that. Anyway. So we summed up OKKO. Okay, yeah, uh, one thing I will say, I'm sad that I didn't watch this show sooner. Oh yeah, that yeah. I'm sad. sad that more people didn't watch it because I didn't see nearly any love for it when I was still on Tumblr, and I the only reason I see any love for it on Twitter mm-hmm. is because I fucking follow Iron Jones Quarterly. Yeah, I mean to be. At, at the very least, I've heard that because the show, like they knew they were being canceled, they got to have an ending. Yeah, they like a, they like had a, enough a proper a proper ending. Yes. Well, that's and good. it's a good ending, but you know I what? really wish they hadn't gotten canceled. You know what? That's more than than most shows get. Yeah. But anyway, he also straight up said on Twitter. Mm-hmm. This is it. This wasn't a planned ending. They told us we were canceled. Yeah, he had, he clearly had more ideas. Yeah, I mean, it's clear it, from the epilogue of the series that he had more. Ideas. I mean, at the very least, it had an an, an ending. Yeah, and it had Again, an epilogue, which is more than just... most of those sh- most of these shows that get canceled can say. Yeah, <laughs> Green Lantern. Yeah. Symbionic Titan. Yeah. No, I got a Motor City. Anyway. Yeah. See what I mean? The more the like all You've just made me sad, damn it. That's what I'm talking about. Like none of those shows got endings, and at least this one did. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. Uh yeah it it's one of my two favorite shows of the last 10 years it's this and gravity falls and i don't know how i'd order them mm-hmm. gravity, like falls the other. gravity falls is up there for me but i'll have to finish the show before i make that judgment you still have finished gravity falls i said gravity falls is up there for me already oh oh you haven't finished you're talking about finishing this show. okay yeah, sorry I, finish, my bad. I, Never I, I won't i won't i'll just reserve judgment until i actually finish this show. yeah i feel you um okay then uh let, let's uh real quick let's just uh what am i selling yeah you guessed it what are you selling 
Not enough cash, stranger. That's not what your mom said last night. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, let, let's, you know. God. Anyway. Uh, uh, my name is Kaiju Emperor. You can find me. <laughs> let's get scratching. Kaiju under, at Kaiju underscore on Twitter. Uh, my handle right now is still Millennial Mothman. Uh, I liked that handle, so I kept it anyway, even though it's Halloween's over. And then you can find me on Tumblr at you can catch me at my Tumblr on which is also Kaiju Emperor, and that, but it's Kaiju, it's Kaiju Dash Emperor on Tumblr. And uh, I also have a, another podcast called the Goody Goody Cast, which is a Fate podcast, which you can also find over on my Tumblr. Uh, that it. Okay. Yep. That's my it. name is Laser J. You can find me over on Twitter at uh at j i b b l y j i b it's at ghibli ghibli. Uh, my screen name, my username there is or sc- screen name or username, display name. I handle. say handle. All right. I say handle. My handle yeah, there is personally. in honor of cut of Star Wars McClunky. Uh, mm-hmm. we'll never know what Greedo meant, but. McClunky. Never know. McClunky. Anyway, you can find me there. Uh, that's the only social media I have. I don't. I, I mean, I have other accounts, but Facebook is for friends and you. Family. No, no family. <laughs> Genuinely, I. It's only. It's only oh. for family. <laughs> for me. Well, if we're being honest, like I have some friends on Facebook. But it's mostly people I went to high school with just to see what's going on in their lives. And then I'm in like an action figure collecting group there. I have a lot. I have a lot of family that live like same. All my family's in New York. Um, I mean, my mom lives in North Texas. And my other sibling and my stepmom. I'm a... I'm my family's black sheep, so you know I don't got to worry about none of that shit. That's rough. What are you talking about? I love it. Oh, good. It's just me and my mom. I don't have to ever worry about cousins or going to like functions or family reunions. Oh, that reminds me. I have a. There's a my fucking youngest sibling getting married in spring. (laughs) <laughs> Sucks to be you. I haven't been to a wedding since I was six years old. Yeah. I care about them, but it's like, yeah. God, they're getting married. They're getting married. Yeah. Christ. Anyway. Any, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, you're just going to find me on Twitter and here at this podcast, which I guess I have to make a SoundCloud yeah. to post these. Yeah, or something. What about pod? Did we ever talk about pod? I, we mentioned it. I haven't looked into it yet. You use it? It's, it's I used it for podcast work that I couldn't find elsewhere. Like when the best friend before the best friends cast like had the the stuff on the, the RSS feed and like their site. I watch. I listened to their stuff on podcast. Okay. So this is all getting cut out because this is like, uh yeah. This is this is business talk. Anyway, we're we're gonna we're gonna yeah. sign off now. Okay, I'm going to do the sign-off now. Bye, everybody. All right, uh, that's it. We, we've given you our plugs, and we're going to leave now and probably watch cartoons. Yeah.
Bye, Adios. Everybody. I have but one teeny tiny itty bitty witty witty term. <gasps> Complete and ultimate surrender of the former Galactic Alliance. Not likely. As citizens of my empire, you will all be fitted with the latest in subservient fashion. Ah! Brain control modules will make you all mindless drones in the service of my evil. <laughs> Your 167-hour work week Yikes. will consist of grueling labor in lunchbox-sized cubicles that allow zero privacy. Yikes, yikes. Oh, <laughs> and no dental benefits. Oh! Now. All I need is your signatures. 